Beep, beep, Richie. I didn't hear that. I didn't. I beg your pardon. Come on up, Richie. I got a balloon for you. <laughs> Don't you want a balloon? <laughs> What's the matter? One balloon. Not enough. Try a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Is everything all right? Yes. Last chance, Tosha. Get out before it gets dark tonight. You're too old to stop me. You're all too old. Listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 154. Welcome to the Buzzed Kill Podcast, where today's episode is. What a bunch of clowns! Chapter 2. Yeah! <laughs> That's <laughs> oh, hey, boys. How's it going? Tiddlywinks. Tiddlywinks the clown is here and go, back. Go away. Oh, but we haven't seen Tiddlywinks in so long. What was Tiddlywinks? Like episode like seven or something? Something way back, wasn't it? No, it, was like, uh, it, was, it was like three. Three. three it might have been, yeah. I think it might have been. <laughs> no, that was a space episode. Actually, uh, actually, every three episodes for the past three years has been a space episode. No, I think no, because it, it was the Killer Clowns episode, right? Well, let me see. I Let think me. it was the Killer Clowns. While you're doing that, I'm Mike. I'm Jim. I'm Justin. And uh, yeah, we're um, we're finally doing a part two to our episode back in uh, was it episode 105. We did a compare and contrast for it. Uh, well, it part one and then it chapter one. Part one of the miniseries from 1990 and part uh, and chapter one yep. of the uh, the new. It yes. So franchise. now that now that it chapter two is out, we figure we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be timely, and um, you know we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. <clears throat> well, and that's the key is we actually were timely this time because you remember with chapter one it took us like three months to see it, and we were so mad about it. Yeah. Well, because oh we gosh. <laughs> we we were like we're gonna see that opening weekend, <laughs> and and we just we didn't that's for whatever uh, reason for the past couple years we've been pretty good about the movies that we really wanted to see yeah. opening weekend getting out to see them but that was we were like three months three months behind on we that. really were it was bad we were timely for the wrong wrong chapter too if i uh if i do say so myself wah, wah. i mean that's not again that's not the right sound effect <laughs> to do <laughs> we liked it well hey guys tonight's episode is brought to you by audible so check this out you can go to audibletrial.com slash the buzzkill podcast and get yourself a free 30-day membership to their uh, subscription plan there that's pretty cool ain't it yeah. yeah and at that you also get a free book that even if you cancel your subscription throughout that 30 days you still get to keep that book and this is a great time to use it because you can go on there and you can get yourself uh, it and you can read it. Exactly. And then yes. you can go to the movie and see it chapter two and you're going to be all caught up. It's all gold, it's fantastic. Baby. And like Jay said, if you uh, cancel your subscription, you get to keep the book. Exactly. It's a fantastic. Awesome deal. Plus, why would you want to cancel? Audible's great, man. Audible's fantastic. Exactly. James James uses it 17 <laughs> times a day. Every single day. <laughs> Still reading it. <laughs> so once again, head over to, to audibletrial.com slash the buzzkill podcast and pick up a free 30-day membership. Awesome. All right. So uh, how's your guys' week been? Uh, not too bad. I went to see it twice. <laughs> oh, 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 did 
you? Did you? So, so you you read the book, you're listening to it over and over again, and you saw it twice. Mm-hmm. Yep. I uh, and and you would think that I'd be more prepared for this episode tonight, and I am not. So no, it'll be it'll be fine. This episode's gonna be fun. Um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I know this, this past week, I've just been getting ready. I'm leaving to go out of town tomorrow. So we're actually recording tonight on Tuesday because I am, I'm leaving, uh, leaving on a jet plane. I hope that I don't crash into the mountains. Um, <laughs> this, uh, this, so this, this week I'm, I'm like, okay, it's over. He's finally going to stop talking about going to LA. But then when you come back, you're going to talk oh, about yes. it for oh, another yes. three weeks. And I just, I'm, I'm going to. This is born, like just, I said in honest, a previous you're jealous, episode. You're yeah, this, this is all born of envy. I, I understand that, but still, fuck off with now, all this LA bullshit. Now, is that the backpack you're taking with you? No, that's oh, too big. That backpack darn. is actually too big. That's four inches bigger than what they. Now, I don't know if they actually nah. measure it, but knowing my luck, they'd be like, "Yeah, that that backpack is not regulation size for a carry-on." Yeah. Well. Oh well, no, no, it's not a carry-on. It's a personal item. There's well, a difference. So okay. I'm flying Spirit because I'm cheap. Oh, and uh, and uh, so the carry-on a... that you put up in the little baggage compartment above your head, mm-hmm. that is $80 for a bag. What? So I'm like, fuck that. My flight was cheap, and if I add 80 bucks to check a bag, then that defeats the purpose of, of the cheap flight. So sure. I'm like, you know what? I get a free carry-on, so I'm just going to put all everything I need into a backpack. And uh, and it's good. I'm already packed up, so that's a shame because I was gonna if that was the bag you were bringing, I was gonna bring like I have that motorcycle battery sitting over there. I was gonna put that in there with some <laughs> copper wiring <laughs> or maybe a knife, just hide some things in pockets that you didn't know. You already have so much crap, you wouldn't see it in there, you know. The anarchist cookbook. Just put, just put that in the bag. <laughs> then we're gonna call you and put make you put us on speakerphone and then just say things like, "Hey, Mike, I hope you're you really have a bomb time while you're there." <laughs> well, I was gonna hide a spare cell phone in his in his bag. That goes, ah, ah, you know, so, or our countdown timer or something. I had this magic plan all laid out. You guys are dicks. <laughs> we, we don't want you to enjoy yourself. I did find out uh, just now, though. Uh, I was talking to Vito, and Vito and I are going to see Rambo Last Blood at oh. the Alamo Draft House, which I cannot even tell you how happy did I am. Did you right now. just find out about that? Well, he just bought the tickets. Oh. And we weren't sure that it was playing at the draft house. We were gonna see it at the Arc Light, which is like the big movie theater. But Alma Draft House is like a you have to see the draft house. That was it's already really, on our hit list. It's really so. small cinema too, isn't it? It's like four rows of eight seats or something like wow. that. Yeah. Now he's talking about he's got a hit list? What, <laughs> what a, see I, I knew about you man. <laughs> Oh boy! Well, uh, yeah. Have you had any, have you had anything else going on this week? No, like I said, it's just been just getting ready for that, and um, you know that's that's about the extent of it. Right on. What about you, Jay? Just been busting butt, man. Just doing the thing. Busting butt. <laughs> that's not code for farting. That is code for. Are you t- doing porn? Early bird gets the early bird gets the worm, man. Just getting up early, studio work all day, every day, man. Nice. So nothing changed this week. I yeah, we film porn in studios. That's I, it. I feel like I Just did saying. something else, but I can't think of what it was. Was it your wife? Mm. Maybe I don't remember. <laughs> so it's so memorable these days. <laughs> oh, it's a good thing she doesn't listen to the show. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. Speaking of um. Speaking of your marriage, you want to get into some corrections? <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> what? 
Well, of course, that horrifying sound, as you might know, means that we have no corrections this the, week. The beginning of that always just sounds like one of those yelling goats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. No corrections because I didn't listen to last week's episode. Yeah, probably the case with me as so well. So <laughs> in two weeks we might have lots of corrections. Yeah, it, we're we're really depending on our friends usually to help us out with this. But they, yeah, I just didn't. didn't have, yeah, I just didn't have time this week. I've been so busy running around like crazy. So, uh, but uh, yeah. Thanks to big thanks to everybody who listened to the episode the last couple of weeks though. Uh, our our numbers have been pretty good. Yeah, pretty awesome. It's, almost, like, we, it's like there's like new people that like us all of a sudden. It's almost like people like us. Oh my god! And uh, I I'm the type of person who needs to be liked. So <laughs> I, I need that self validation. <laughs> <laughs> I I I, uh, I hate myself a lot. So it really it really helps my self esteem that you know when you guys like me a little. Would it would it make you feel better if I told you that I hate yourself a lot too? You're part of the reason I hate myself so much. <laughs> so I don't I don't I don't see why that's such a surprise there. All right. So uh so no corrections which means uh we're going to get into what we're drinking this week and beers? um uh the bears the bears were a little uh I had to go to three different stores today. Oh my. Uh, I could oh not find <laughs> I could not find anything that I wanted to find until finally the third store I found something and then I made I made a horrible mistake but we'll get into it so first <laughs> bring in the the big bottle the big bottle the, the big bottle she's a big one all right hey it's been a while since we've done a clown shoes I know <clears throat> clown shoes Steve if you're out there we miss you bud who, who the lemon hearts the what he's lemon hearts now lemon hearts yeah i think it's named lemon hearts i believe that's his name yeah you better look that up just so you're not offending him uh <clears throat> wrath of the lemon hearts or something like that this is clown shoes crasher in the rye 2017 an imperial oatmeal oh jay can't have this one no. imperial oatmeal milk stout aged in rye barrels so Mike, you fucking I noticed, jerk. I well, we'll get we'll get into this. Okay, here's the reason why this works. First, clown shoes. That's pretty self-explanatory. Duh. Uh, chapter two and part two are with the older kids. They've aged. Doy. And this is an aged uh, uh, ale, right? Ale. Imperial stout. Imperial stout. Right. Aged stout. Also, check out the year on it. 2017. Yeah. Yeah. It chapter one came out in 2017, bruh, and it aged to now. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so I walked out of the store and I'm reading the bottle, reading what I got or whatever. I'm like, fuck, Jay can't have this beer. So I remember that there was something inside that I was looking at. So mm -hmm. I ran back in and I got Jay that beer, which is the second one. Oh, this other one? The second one. <laughs> so the second one is for Jay. <laughs> the second one. The second one. Okay, now, now it makes sense. <laughs> the second one is from Odd Side Ales and it is called Colossal Oversight. <laughs> <laughs> it is a barrel-aged... Milk stout. <laughs> Come on, not. Mike. It is not. No, it's a barrel-aged barley wine ale. Ooh. I'm actually. I'm, I want to know how that is because. Yeah. Well, well, we can we can pour like an ounce of this for each mm -hmm. of us, and then Jake can have the rest. That's fine. Just every and time then, you say barley wine, I just picture Bigfoot. <laughs> barley wine. When he was on the show. <laughs> yeah. So this uh, so this is fun though, and and this has like a tent circusy feel yeah. to it, which is sort of itty. Exactly. Right. It's, 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 it's itty bitty. Itty bitty. <laughs> it's a bit itty. And clowns are in the circus. Uh, so here, here we go. Here we go with uh, Crasher and the Rye. I can't talk tonight. What the hell's going on? This is a twelve percenter. Oh boy, it's a good thing there's only one. <laughs> <laughs> you get fucked up. All right, here we go. Crasher and the Rye. Ah, what better smell is there than chupacabras <laughs> defeated, burning in a field of rye? I agree. Um, perhaps the complex aromatics of Crasher and the Rye. For 2017, we brewed the base beer 
Undead Party Crasher. Oh, this has Undead Party uh-huh. Crasher as a base beer. Nice. To and fo- another reason why it works, if you were yeah. following up on it. And replace the smoked malt <laughs> with rye malt to complement the roasted chocolate core of the brew. Then we age the beer 100% in rye barrels to create a new version of Crasher in the Rye. There you go. All right, man. That sounds, sounds delicious, that right? That sounds real good. And, it sounds uh, heavy, too, though. Yeah. It sounds real heavy. Yeah, well... Uh, here's the other one. Colossal Oversight is an American barley wane. <laughs> barley wane. <laughs> barley wane. <laughs> what is with me tonight? An American barley wine aged in oak barrels. Sweet flavors of brown sugar, caramel, and fruit are present with a smooth, malty finish. You can have fruit, right, Jay? Love me some fruit. Just yeah. like Jay, a smooth, malty finish. Mm. Free bastard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, uh, yeah. let's, so let's let's crack these open with our with our brand, the, with our the, brand new opener that looks like a skull. Let's um, taste the colossal first. I'm gonna open this and let it breathe for a minute. Let it, let it breath. Really let that barley breath. What, not barley bar- breath. Not barley. Whatever the hell it is. Well, this one's this one's the barley one. Ooh my! Does it smell good. Just I mean, give me a little bit. It smells like barley wine. A little sipper. A little. It really it smells. It does smell like a barley wine. That's for a good reason. Makes sense. Here you go, Jay. The rest is yours, bro. Thanks, so you, bro. I figured that might open up more in a glass, which is why I mentioned it to you. But it might open up more. Is mm-hmm. that what you said? Yeah, in a glass. The hell are you like? A I don't fucking feel like doing sommelier. dishes like that. It really opens up in a glass. You open it up in your ass. Oh gosh. What do you think of that? I like it. Mm. Cheers. That smells good. Cheers. It's um, it's got a good nose. Hmm. Interesting. It's not. Um, it's funny because the only other barley wine that I think I've had is Bigfoot's Dick. Mm-hmm. And um, if you don't know what we're talking about, just listen to an old episode. But uh, more specifically, the Bigfoot episode. Yeah. Um, that one seemed more heavy. Yeah. This one seems a little bit lighter for what I am accustomed to. It's almost at least got for a, a barley wine. It's almost got a bitterness to it too. I think the other one did too, didn't it? Not like this. This almost has like a. I don't know. I'm like not good. At, I'm not good at explaining what it's I taste. It's almost got like a rotten fruit flavor to it. It does a little bit. I will split your belly like <laughs> rotted fruit. <laughs> Name the movie. I can't. Come on, you fucking. I think I got the line right. The Happy Gilmore. No, it's from uh, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie. Oh God, that was, that was Rutger. I think you're right. Wasn't that Rutger Howard? Yeah, I believe you're right. I now that you mentioned it, I will split your belly like rotted fruit. Okay, now let's uh, let's get, let's get in on this other one here. Mm, 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 mm. Okay, sorry. These beers were two for ten, and you only got one? Yeah, that's you missed what I sale, said, man. man. I saved three dollars, man, by only spending seven dollars <laughs> on it. <laughs> three dollars. What a jerk. You man, spend three you more dollars, you get two. You frugal bitch. That's like three more dollars I can put towards buying stuff when I'm in L.A. Hey, James, I'm going to L.A. this week. Oh, my God, shut up. <laughs> you can buy yourself... A one sixteenth of a tuna sandwich from the airport store. I don't think I want anything tuna <laughs> coming from coming from the airport. I will or in say, general, to be honest with you. I will say this though, I uh, I'm gonna give you a good hug. Yeah. Before you leave, in case I crash into the mountains. Because <laughs> you're <laughs> on Spirit Airlines. <laughs> what? Siri, I didn't say anything to you. You stupid. I didn't quite catch that. Oh, you dumb bitch. All right, cheers. 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 Let's try this one out. Mm. Catcher in the rye. Oh, that's, that's good. good. Oh, it's mm. smooth. It tastes the same to me. 
Does this not taste like uh it, there's there's like a there's like a summertime barbecue taste to it. Do you know what I mean? Like when hot coals like when hot coals are smoldering, that smell that comes off of them, that's what it tastes you're like. You're describing everything that isn't the taste. Shut up. So you're thinking of like the l- l- lighter fluid? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> tastes like lighter fluid. I was kind of no, getting no, that with you, this one. Do you think do you, it's a blend of this being in your glass? Because I was like, oh, it gives me like a barbecue, like a pork chop kind of flavor or something. That's what I got from this beer. See, How he's agreeing with me and it's the How fucking you know vegan pork saying that. Tastes like? It's been a lot of years, but I've had one. <laughs> Listen, I... There is something. Oh, maybe it's made with pork hops. There is oh the oh the legendary pork hops. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pork hops. <laughs> Those are pork chops, Michael. <laughs> uh, no, you don't get that though. There's something like. There's... I mean, I think I, I think I, I I think that I know what profile you're you're referring to, but I don't get what you're describing. It's now. like when you're when you're riding your bike through the neighborhood and somebody off in the distance is heating up their grill, and it smells like that, and it, this tastes like that smells. I'm right, and you just don't know I, it because you have a garbage palate, you stupid prick. I stuck my nose in Mike's <clears throat> beer, and I agree with you. Do you? I, Thank I, you. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, James. I don't. You're, like, you need to culture yourself a little okay. bit. Ooh, okay. Ooh. Well, speaking of, speaking of being cultured. <laughs> <sighs> Your favorite part of the show. Yeah. All right. Yep. Jimmy it's, Tony. Uh, it's well, time. Let's give him a call. <clears throat> It's Jimmy Tony's Marvelous Minute! Jimmy Tony! Yeah, boys. What's up, man? How you doing, sir? Uh, Well, I'll be honest, I'm not doing too good right now, fellas. Uh Uh-oh, what happened? Well, I'm on the other line with Comcast right now. Well, why? That's, that's problem number one. That is problem number one. Damn it, I agree with you for once in my life. (laughs) What's going on? Jesus. My internet's not working, boys, and Uh-oh. it's, uh, <laughs> it's I, frustrating to say the damn least. They they serve internet way out in the boonies where you live? Yeah, where do you think I live, Mike? What the I'm hell? I'm pretty sure you live in a tree, don't I, you? I thought you meant, like, my internet, like you're in a net, like you got caught in a fishing net or something. <laughs> you're sharp, boy. You are sharp. No, man, I'm talking about my damn high-speed internet. And yes, Mike, you can get it in a tree. <laughs> as long as you got the right connections, you stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> I, I stand corrected, Jimmy Tony. I, I'm sorry. What uh, what seems to be your problem? Well, I can't wait. I was supposed to watch Ant-Man this week for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I can't watch the damn thing because my internet's not working, damn it. I've, you know, I've been there before. I used to have Comcast. <sighs> Jimmy Tony, you gotta get away, you got to get away from the man. I tell you what, man. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm always staying away from men, unlike you. I, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Mike, but... Uh, the man, the internet man. Oh, the, the man. I see, okay. Well, no, so uh, long story short, Ant-Man was not in the books for me this week, boys. Was that a short joke about Ant-Man? Shit, what? I said, was that a short joke about Ant-Man? I don't get the fucking reference, <laughs> Mike, because I haven't seen the damn movie. <laughs> I'm Shit. sorry. I'm sorry. All right, hold on. I'm actually on. Let me. Let me. I'm gonna check the other line real quick because I've been on hold for like a damn half hour. I'll be right back. I'm. I'm. I'm actually really shocked that he actually gets internet. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even know he would know how to use internet. I. I didn't know that he lived in a house. He has a computer. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm, he gets I'm that free confused. free Wi-Fi. The free Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi, you know, Wi-Fi. Maybe, maybe yeah, boys, you oh. still there? Yeah, hey, yeah, what's up, man? Oh, damn it. This boy's giving me the runaround, and I'm about to smash something, I tell you what. <laughs> um, listen, listen, I was always told, I was always taught that if uh, somebody gives you the runaround, 
then you just you you offer it right back to him with a reach around. What's a reach around? You uh, ask Beverly. Ask Beverly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're talking about a, an around the bend. And, oh, is that, is that yeah, what you guys got? Around the bend down here. Ah, gotcha. gotcha. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, hold on, hold on. I got, hold on. I got to check real quick. You know, I'm, I'm sort of picturing like he's got. Oh, you stupid! You think I don't know how to hook my own damn internet up? You stupid son of a bitch! Hey, 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 hey! It's us still. Oh shit! Sorry, boys. Hold on. <laughs> what, what is happening right now? <laughs> It's kind of funny to imagine what's going I, on. I know that when, you, when you're talking to these Comcasts and all that, and you're trying to, you know, it takes forever to get them on the line. So he's risking even losing that person on the line and have to sit on hold for like 45 minutes again. I mean, he could be on his fourth person. That that would make me that mad. Maybe he probably doesn't have anything else to do. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's actually about that. Boys, are you back? Hey! I'm back. We're not, we're, not, we're not talking about you at all. What's up? Oh, my God. I'm getting frustrated. It just won't work. I tell this, you. This boy's telling me I don't got my shit. Hooked up properly. I know I did it. I did it myself. And I, you know, you know me. I'm somewhat of a master electrician. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, I, so, I didn't uh, know that about you. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm pressing the button. I'm pressing the damn button. I put the code in properly. It's not. It's not working. I'm just gonna smash this damn thing. I swear to God, boys. I'm Do getting you... frustrated with this. Jim, Jimmy Tony. Jimmy Tony. I can't do it, boys. I can't do it. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Something didn't go right. I think I gotta go, boys. I gotta, I gotta take care of this. Uh, you know what? I'm, I apologize for this, but I'll see you, boys, next week. All right. All right, all right Jimmy. <laughs> Mike, uh, I heard you're flying Spirit this weekend. Uh, <laughs> Godspeed, boys. <laughs> Godspeed. Thank you, Jimmy Tony. <laughs> all right, I'll see you later, boys. Peace. See you. I um no, I was, I was trying to say, but you know, when we were on hold with him, I'm picturing his rig. He's got like an old tube TV uh-huh. with like jumper cables hooked up to the back end, and then the other end of the jumper cables like around the actual like power lines outside or something. Right. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's why it's not working. Maybe, maybe that Ethernet <laughs> cable. Maybe he has it going into like a, a, a thing of ether. Maybe he it, actually it, smoked it, thinking that it was actual ether. Maybe, that, maybe that's what he did. It's possible. <laughs> what are you guys talking about? Uh, your your cousin's having some internet problems. He just didn't watch Ant Man then. He did not watch Ant Man. Oh, no, okay. no, he um, he I, I I he still made like a joke, like a short joke. I think like somehow. Okay. I don't, I don't know. All right. Well, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't. It doesn't surprise me. He's having internet problems. I've seen his setup before. Yeah. It is wonky. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think would be the best way to put it. Is it like Mike described with the tube TV? <laughs> as, as I'm picturing him, he's got like a tube TV with jumper cables on the back of it, and then those jumper cables are just connected to the wire outside. Yeah, it's like you've actually been there before to see. <laughs> are, you, are you sure you haven't? I'm just I'm picturing. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure it's a 13 inch black and white TV. <laughs> so. I don't even know how he hooks internet up to it. Why is Google on black and white? <laughs> well, all right. Well, I guess I guess no MCU review for this week. So, I guess uh, not. That's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. And that was Jimmy Tony. So let's get into the bleed feed. All right. All right. So uh, I think we got to start this off the way Mike always hates to start it off or loves to start it off. Um, I don't know. What's your? You say it's your favorite part, which is a little fucked up. Yeah, it, it's kind of fucked up. I'm not sure how that actually started, but uh, <laughs> but that's the thing that that did start. Um, no deaths to uh, eh, to to report. Well, 
being that we're musicians, I think it's important to bring up a, oh, a couple of deaths that came yeah. up. We, last yeah. week we had Di- uh, Daniel Johnston. I thought you were going to say Diana Ross. Diana <laughs> I thought Ross. he was going that way too. <laughs> um, this week, uh, an, a, another couple couple of legends. We had Eddie Money and uh, Rick Ocasek from that's the three from the Cars. Everybody yeah. keeps asking who the third's going to be. I think everyone has forgotten about uh, Daniel Johnson. Daniel Johnson. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So. Uh, Couple more legends, man. Satan loves his odd numbers. Eddie Money for as long as uh, I don't even know how long how long ago this started, but um, DTE Energy Music Theater, uh, formerly known as Pine Knob, mm-hmm. or, which or which still known or still known as Pine Knob <laughs> to people who aren't dick bags, uh, <laughs> aka us. Um, he opened up the he opened up the summer concert uh, series at DTE Pine Knob. For uh, for years, mm-hmm. he was the first show every single year. I don't know how far that goes back, but um, uh, I'm not sure either. But man, Eddie Money, what a hit machine, dude! You like, know what I just realized when what's up when you and I, Jay, and uh, your lovely wife went to go see Sugar Ray uh, at Sterling Fest. That was supposed to be Eddie Money. Oh, oh yeah, you yeah. Know that so, and he was probably sick then. For mm-hmm. now, he did he did open up and say something about he had uh, he was battling cancer. Cancer, yeah. Um, and from my understanding, it was a short time that he knew about it it was only a couple of months or something like that yeah i believe so um but uh but yeah yep and then uh rick Ocasek, i think was i want to say what the hell just sorry happened? my phone's blowing rocket up. ship taking off <laughs> my phone's blowing up i thought i saw i i might I, this might be wrong so it's I don't another really... thing he can't say at the airport um do you guys hear it ticking <laughs> uh, I forget how Rick Ocasek died. I, th- I was, he in, say was, was he in a car? I want to say it was uh, heart failure. Dead at the age of seventy-five, or what? Uh, damn it, I can't remember how he. I died. know he was found. He was found dead. I know that. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I didn't read too much about him, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'll, I'll figure it out and do a correction next week or something. But well, uh, yeah, uh, Rick Ocasek, I don't know if I mentioned it or from not, the cars. but from the cars. Yeah, I made so. a joke. You asked where he di- how he died, and I asked you if it was in a car. Oh, and you missed, so, my, you uh, missed my joke. I, I, I maybe I ignored it because it's tasteless. You fucking asshole. I, that's. I'm not here. I'm not here to make good jokes, James. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, pu- oh, pulmonary emphysema. Oh, okay. Nope. So <laughs> emphysema, that's rough. Pulmonary emphysema. What's the difference between that and regular emphysema? What? I have no idea. There's lungs. There's pulmonaries in it. <laughs> that's the difference. <laughs> I don't know. Well, who's so. not dead? Um, who's not dead? Sid Haig. And that's a very good thing, actually. Because yeah. last week, a uh, little follow-up from last <laughs> week, uh, Sid Haig was in the ICU. Mm. And no one really knew what was going on. Uh, since then, though, his wife, uh, Susie, has put up um, has put up a follow up to him and, and kind of clarify what exactly happened. Sounds like he had a rough go for a couple of days. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to write or read rather the first part of what she wrote on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And uh, what she wrote here goes, she goes, uh, hello everyone. I know it's taken a while, but here's the quick and dirty. Sid took a pretty nasty spill early last week and went to the ER to make sure everything was okay. It was, but they kept him for a little bit for observation. Well, uh, late last Thursday night, he vomited in his sleep and because he was asleep, the vomit went into his lungs. Oh. Uh, fortunately, since they were monitoring him, the alarm went off and they were able to get the vomit out of the air tube, um, out and an air tube with suction in. Uh, they suctioned his lungs for a couple of days and everything came out, so they were able to remove the, the air and suction tube. He's been breathing well for several days now, but they still have to monitor him for infection to be safe. Hmm. Um, so that's pretty much what happened. Almost sounds like if he wasn't being monitored, that could have been the end of Sid Hay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah for, for sure. sure. That's like crazy. If he had gone back home. 
Yeah, definitely. Like yeah. we've, yeah. if you guys all have had uh, pneumonia before, right? I've not. So, no. I've, well, I've well, never when you get that, that, there's you can feel that fluid and like in your lung in, in, when you breathe in that. So imagine if with vomit, it's just bouncing around on there. That as you're well, breathing, yeah, oh, yeah. That's well, messed yeah. up, man. Well, aspirating any anything like mm-hmm. any small amount of fluid can be really, really bad. Well, I guess so. it doesn't have to be chunky vomit, but I that's what I was picturing. <laughs> I was picturing you know like old cereal, like uh, their corn. Every, every, every bouncing time you, around in there. Every time you breathe, it just sounds like you're gargling, like. <laughs> If it's Rice Krispies, you open your mouth and it just goes. It just sounds like Pop Rocks. But um, so yeah, anyway, but uh, Sid Haig though, according to his wife though, she yeah he completely is bouncing back. You know he's eighty years old. So, and another sad thing that I read about Sid Haig this week, um, this is part of the news, is that uh, Three from Hell uh, is opening this week Mm -hmm. in select theaters, and um, a lot of people that have that are going to see it, I think a lot of people were under the impression that Sid Haig was one of the three. Mm-hmm. Three from Hell. Makes right. sense. And it turns out that's how it was originally written. Mm-hmm. However, as Rob Zombie um, was giving some interviews this last week, and as he uh, pointed out, uh, Sid Haig has been very sick. He's yeah. been very ill, and he lost something like 50 or 60 pounds in the matter of a couple of months. And uh, and we've even made comments about how like we've seen some pictures of him, and you know, and he just has not looked good. He looks like a skeleton, quite I think frankly. The, well, first of all, I, we, we went to, uh, what was that? That uh, Motor, City. Motor City Monsters. Mm-hmm. We went to that. Motor that City was Nightmares. Mo- Motor City Nightmares. That was two I, yeah. years ago. That was three years ago. Yeah. And even then, we were talking about like, man, he's moving slow. Yeah, and, he uh, still physically looked okay though. He was still kind he of was, his, yeah, same, he was still you know, his same. Yeah, but he was moving out. really slow. Mm-hmm. Like I think somebody had to kind of grab his arm to pull him up out of yep. the chair and stuff like that. But we were like, he's starting to look kind of fragile. And that was three years ago. Yep. And then there was... Um, he was on that Adam Green thing, that video we watched. That's, he, I like, think that's, he looked like a skeleton. Like, he looks... Yeah, it was... I don't, don't want to say that he looked terrible, but, like, you know... It, it was Adam Green's Halloween short from yes, last year. Yes, And that was the first time where we said, man, Sid Haig's looking rough, because he was, he was already really skinny. Mm-hmm. And I think he's lost even more weight yeah, since then, so... Yeah, so it turns out, though, he um, he's... He didn't make any of the costume fittings and all that stuff, and and Rob Zombie didn't know what was going on. And then it turns out Sid Haig told him that he's been in the hospital the entire time. Yeah, for weeks. Or uh, um, uh, physical therapy. Oh, he no, was he's in the been, hospital for a while, and then physical and then, therapy, and then physical like bouncing therapy, back but, and forth. Yeah. But he didn't. But he wouldn't get cleared by the studio to return to work, and he mm-hmm. quite frankly couldn't do it. And that's why Sid Haig's only in a couple of scenes in Three from Hell. Right. And we, and uh, Rob Zombie actually had to rewrite the movie with a new character played by Richard Brake, which I'll be honest with you, it's a good tag in, tag out. Yeah, I, I love Richard Brake, we, so we it'll be, it'll still, I think it'll still be cool. But it's really, you know, you want to yeah. see Captain Spaulding in exactly. There. I really want to read the original script now. Yeah. You know, hopefully that becomes available. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, though, so all of our thoughts, once again, though, are with Sid Haig for his recovery. It sounds like he's doing better, and that's that's always a good thing. Yep. But uh, whatever else he's dealing with, you know, thoughts are with him. So, um, all right. Some more, uh, so let's get some uplifting news here. Um, we've been talking about the new Ghostbusters movie quite a bit, and a lot of it's been rumors. <coughs> no one really knew exactly what was going on. This week, we can absolutely confirm, um, well, not we, but they absolutely <laughs> confirmed, uh, Ernie Hudson and Dan Aykroyd confirmed that they actually do have roles in the new film reprising their characters. Nice. You know, they're, they're, still, they're still saying this whole, we hope that Bill Murray will jump on board. At this stage in the game, I feel like they know whether he is or not. Yeah. And they're kind of, I, to me at least, it sounds like they're kind of playing playing the whole you know story like that's they, been going on for the last few years like they know he probably he, he is yes. and it, and it's just going to be a big surprise 
Yeah, I think that I think that's what they want to do. They want to keep people thinking that he's not going to show up so right. that he can. I think that's what's going on. Um, now, the, the interesting thing about this is that uh, Aykroyd said uh, that this is the third Ghostbusters film, which makes it sound like one, two, and three, right? Or at least this one will be the third movie that takes place way after the other right, two. Right, right. But then it also says that this is a sequel to the original classic. And we had talked about this before, about how somebody had also dropped a little hint that it sounds like they might retcon Ghostbusters 2, mm-hmm. which would be very disappointing because they're going to retcon fucking Vigo the Carpathian. Like, you don't do that. Yeah. You don't do that. <laughs> uh, Come on. I don't know. You might be looking too much into it because calling it a sequel to the original just, I mean, every every subsequent film in a franchise is a sequel, right? Yeah, I get that. But why wouldn't they say the original classics? Because I think 2 is a classic. Oh, f- for sure, yeah. So why wouldn't they pluralize that? I don't know. I think I don't. I hope that I'm looking too much into it because I don't want that to be the case. Yeah, I think I think at the I think once you get too much into that, hopefully you're just sort of uh, you know arguing semantics. Yeah. I think it's probably, I think it's probably they're just saying it's a sequel to the original, as in. Well, I know. hope you're right. I, I I hope you're right. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. Universal Pictures had put up two release dates for two, not one, James. Two new movies from M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong. Oh, my God. You st- <laughs> I do that because I know it pisses you off. Shyamalama <laughs> Ding Dong. Hey, um, hey, guess what? People out there who hate M. Night Shyamalan so much. You almost did it yourself, didn't you? No. No, 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 no I would never do it because I'm not an asshole. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan's pretty awesome, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so fuck off. Anyway, though, uh, He's had some stinkers. Everybody's had some stinkers. Anyway, the Universal, though, is uh, they put on the schedule for two new M. Night movies, which is fantastic news. Yeah. Um, the more the merrier for, for M. Night. So. Um, let's see here. Moving on. Um, oh, there Continue. we go. Sorry. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> Lost my spot there for a second. Um, so one of my favorite, this isn't horror news, but I don't even give a shit. I'm all hyped up on Rambo right now. And oh, yeah. Stallone has captured my imagination as he does. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of my favorite Stallone properties is getting developed, or at least in the very beginning stages of getting developed into a TV series. Okay. And that is a little movie by the name of Cobra. <laughs> Cobra. Really? Have you ever seen Cobra? Yes. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, it's basically Stallone's version of a douchey cop that has to like protect a witness <laughs> or something. It's been years since I've seen it. But I do love the movie, though. There's so many good action sequences in it. But... Um, it's being a Stallone div- movie has good action sequences. Imagine that! <laughs> bang, bang, boom! Um, wow! It's, be- it's, it's being redeveloped or developed though with Stallone and Robert Rodriguez, mm. which is really good news because yeah. that's perfect for Rodriguez. Yeah, Absolutely for sure. perfect. Um, I mean, have you seen Spy Kids? <laughs> Yes, same, I have, actually. Same types of movies. <laughs> but, um, no, I'm very excited for that. So that's still in the very early stages, though, so that's probably not going to be for a while. Um, you know what you don't have to wait for for a while? What? Friday the 13th fan films. Mm. Because one got released this week. Uh, this week saw the release of uh, Here Comes the Night, which is a, an 18-minute Friday the 13th fan film. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks pretty good. You know, we, we got very spoiled with Never Hike Alone because yeah. Never Hike Alone looks like a legit Hollywood movie. Yeah, it, was, like, yeah. it really, really does. Mm-hmm. It has the polish and everything, or at least the polish that you come to expect from those kind of movies. It doesn't look like it was shot on video. It doesn't look like it was, 
you know, it looks finished. It yeah. looks classic, classically done. Um, that being said, here comes the night. I skimmed through a little bit of it today. It actually looks pretty good. There's some stuff that looked really good in it. And if you want a Friday the 13th fix, I would absolutely recommend going over to YouTube. You can watch it for free. Um, speaking of Never Hike Alone, though, there's a lot of news that came out about that series and the future of that series. Yes. Um, I'm going to try to get through this as quickly as possible, but there's a lot to get through. Um, so Never Hike Alone was the, uh, like, like, we, like we had just mentioned, was the fan film that really... Uh, and fan being short for fantastic. Yes, the fantastic film. <laughs> <laughs> it really filled the gap, though, while we're waiting for a new Friday movie yeah, where all this yeah. legal stuff is going on. Mm -hmm. And uh, Never Hike Alone came around and just blew everybody's socks off. So the makers of that now are double-downing on, on their promise to make... Doubling more. down. Double God, I hate when you say double-downing. <laughs> I'm double downing. Oh, double down. They really down doubled on um, on making some more Never Hike Alone movies, and so here's 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 what we're getting. Um, so the next uh, uh, crowdfunding uh, initiative that's going on right now, what? Nothing. You, I think you mean crowding fund. <laughs> crowding fund is never hike in the snow, dude. So we're getting, we're finally. What they're doing is they're they're right. The the makers of this are flat out and like everybody's yeah. always wanted a Jason movie set in the snow. Yeah. There was Friday the Thirteenth three D that was set in the snow that never got made. Right. They're like, well, fuck that. We're making it. Yeah. That's gonna be their next film. Now instead of doing feature length films though, what they're doing is the next four films that they're doing are all going to be about twenty minutes. Cool. And so they're going to be smaller stories that are that they'll probably you know put together. At well, the Never end or Hike something. Alone wasn't feature length. It was no forty five. It was forty five minutes. Yeah. yeah, but the rest of them are going to be even shorter. They're a little bit more bite sized. Mm -hmm. But that's okay though because they're doing every movie as an individual project, cool. individual crowdfunding the whole deal, so they can concentrate on one at a time. So we're getting Never Hike in the Snow is next, which is going to be followed by um, where's the release here? Never Hike Alone Two, Never Hike Again. Mm -hmm. Followed by Never Hike Alone 3, Jason Takes Crystal Lake, and Never Hike Alone 4, The Final Hike. So it's pretty awesome. Nice. Uh, and Never Hike in the Snow is actually a prequel to Never Hike Alone. So the uh, there's been so much shit about this that it's hard to keep up with. So so the name's Jason, the name's Crystal Lake, all that. That's not part of this this uh, the lawsuit where you can't like the you know no, the, so the property rights and stuff. I don't think that the lawsuit even applies to them. Okay. They can do whatever they want because they're not because I from my understanding they're not making money off this. This is not like a thing that they're you know, it's a fan film. It's made for for different Well, if they exceed, know, if they exceed their crowdfunding uh number though. Then, then they have stretch goals on that money is still going into making stuff and then giving it away for free. You don't you don't think there's any profit whatsoever? No, I don't think there is. I really don't. Huh. Okay. I, I, I don't know exactly how this works. If you're very interested in it, you can go to the um the Indiegogo page, and they actually do have a big thing at the very bottom that explains their role mm -hmm. and what's going on with the lawsuit. Okay. So if you're interested in it, you can go there and you can read that. Um, let's see here, though. Uh, the official release here, it says, uh, Beginning in early winter 2020, Womp Stomp Films will release four additional entries into the Never Hike Alone web series, kicking things off with the winter set prequel, Never Hike in the Snow. Uh, Never Hike in the Snow is set three months prior to the events of Never Hike Alone and follows the strange disappearance of Mark Hill, a Crystal Lake local who went for a hike one day in the dead of winter and never came home. Hmm. DeSanti, the, I believe the director, explains, we thought it would be fun to kick things off by answering Friday the 13th fan call 
to see the Jason story set in the snow. In the months following Never Hike Alone in the Snow, production will begin on three additional entries, the other ones that I mentioned. Uh, each entry will continue where the previous one left off and will feature a slew of horrifying kills at the hands of Jason Voorhees. Sounds like they're actually making one big movie. Yeah. That's what it sounds like, mm -hmm. um, which is which I'm totally okay with. Uh, rather than attempting to fund and produce an entire feature, we decided to break the acts into episodes that will range from 20 to 30 minutes, each featuring its own crowdfunding campaign and self-contained budget. Um, you have some uh, Friday the 13th alum that's uh, coming back. You have uh, Andrew... Andrew uh, Lighty was his name. Uh, you have Tom Matthews, who played Tommy Jarvis in part six. Vinny Gustaferro, who played... Uh, Sheriff Rick in Friday Part 6 as well. And Douglas Tate, who was in Freddy vs. Jason. Uh, he played Jason Voorhees in Freddy vs. Jason. I think he was a stunt guy, because that was Derek Mears that played him mostly in that movie. In Freddy vs. Jason? Yeah, wasn't it? No. No, that's right. Freddy vs. No, Jason played it. he was in it. 2009. Right. Yep. yep, you're right, you're right. You silly bitch. You're right. <laughs> anyway, though, that's just exciting news, though. You know, uh, they... It wouldn't shock me... Actually... It would shock me because let's be honest, they never do smart things. But <laughs> when this franchise gets back off the ground, like legally, mm -hmm. they should hire this guy to make a fucking Friday the Thirteenth movie. Yeah, hell yeah. And this is yeah. kind of the best calling card you can possibly have. Yeah, well, I, I guess I, I'll wait and see what these four installments look like before. Good. But based off of Never Hike Alone, yeah, I loved it. It was mm -hmm. so good. And 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 I think that uh, I don't know. I am I I kind of consider. I don't know how everybody else feels, but I consider Never Hike Alone canon at this point. Um, because it was that good. It's made to where it can fit in anywhere. Yeah. So sure. Why not? Yeah. Why the fuck not? Um, the last bit of news about this before <clears> you get into the blues, and you're, actually you're going to end with the blues today. Oh, okay. um, but the last little bit about this, though, is that um, the original Never Hike Alone Blu-ray mm -hmm. is stupidly expensive to try to find <laughs> on the yeah. secondary market mm -hmm. because they've only made very small numbers of it. Um, they're on the third printing now. The third printing, which is actually a perk in this new... Um, in the new campaign. Yeah. So if you've missed out and you don't want to spend two hundred dollars on a Blu-ray because that's kind of what it goes for, I've seen it as low as like a hundred, but usually it's around two hundred bucks. Mm -hmm. At least that I've seen it sell for. Um, you can for twenty dollars, oh. you can you can support the campaign and you can actually get the third pressing of Never Hike Alone on Blue. Now you're not going to get it till March of 2020, so it's a little bit away. Whatever, but that's still, a, that's a good. Birthday. I've already signed up for it's it. It's a good birthday present for me. I'm going to jump on there tomorrow. Yeah, I've already yeah. signed up for it. Um, oh, yeah. because I want because I want that movie as part of my collection. Oh yeah, for sure. And I'm not going to shell out that kind of cash. I don't me. even have a collection like you do, but I still want it. There you go. Yeah, but uh, anyway, that's uh, that's all I got for the news, James. <clears throat> what's on blue? All right. Uh, well, let me flip my let me flip my pages here. <laughs> I need a computer. If you're one of the lucky few who managed to get your hands on the previous, previously released and complete... Oh my god, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Restart. If you're one of the lucky few who managed to get your hands on the previously released and completely sold out Phantasm box set, well, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> for all the other folks, WellGo USA has announced a new limited collector's edition Blu-ray set in honor of the 40th anniversary of Don Coscarelli's horror classic. 40 years, can you believe that? Are the DVD of the Blu-rays going to be contained inside the sphere? Because if no. it is, wouldn't that be called a circle set? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the release will include all of the Phantasm films, including a brand new 4K restoration of 1988's Phantasm 2, a feature-length documentary on the making of Phantasm Ravager, nice. which I haven't seen yet, Neither have I. 
uh, and to top it all off, a full-scale replica of the original Killer Sphere. Yeah, I, I definitely want which this. Which looks dope. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that'll look awesome on your shelf. I've sure. actually never seen any of the Phantasm movies past the one. What? Yeah, and everyone tells me two is the best. What's wrong with I've you? I've just never actually seen it. Hmm. Well, too busy watching Flight of the Living Dead and Snakes on a Plane. I don't know why I'm picking plane no, not, movies. Not Flight of the Living <laughs> What did you have on your table last night when I was there? Oh, Wan of the Wan Dead. Of the de Wan of the Dead's fucking great, <laughs> dude. It? Yes, it's Did you hilarious. finish it yet? Uh, no, but I, I watched more of it, but I haven't finished it yet. But it's great. All right. Well, speaking of something, something that we were talking about earlier, with Rob Zombie's new film, Three from Hell, officially in theaters uh, as of yesterday... The news has dropped regarding its upcoming home video release, hitting shelves on October 14th in the UK and following the following day for the US market. The release will also feature a 95-minute making-of doc and com commentary by Rob Zombie. Interesting. So that's kind of dope. I wonder if he's going to talk about that whole Sid Haig you know, stuff a lot. I imagine, yeah. If he's talking about it now, it has to be the documentary, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Obviously, he's not trying to hide it. I mean, why would you? That's uh, people are gonna watch the movie and they're gonna be like, "That's not Sid Haig." <laughs> we were hoping <laughs> Sid Haig looks good. <laughs> we were hoping we could hide it from you. Uh, He's got uh, jacked up teeth, though. <laughs> last and certainly not least, well, uh, Richard Brake doesn't have jacked up teeth, does he? Yeah. His They're teeth, just big. His teeth kind of look it's like, like he's uh, got the, George he, Washington's fake wooden teeth. That's kind of what his teeth look like. George Washington <laughs> did not have fake wooden was teeth. It, or was it Lincoln? No, it's... Was the, it Lincoln that had the wood teeth? No, it's... The, the, the thing about somebody having wooden teeth was George Washington, but it's not... It's not... Uh, that's not true. As far as I know. I'm pretty sure it is. Maybe Jay can do that as his... I, I could see <laughs> this in Hague thing right now, though, because you talk about how thin he got... You're watching the movie, you're like, oh my God, Richard Bragg grew a foot and, 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 and gained 100 pounds for this film. What is going on here? <laughs> All right, last but not least, those smelly bastards over at Vinegar Syndrome have announced their October 2019 release schedule, which will include Amityville, The Cursed Collection, which includes the sequels Amityville, The Evil Escapes, Amityville, It's About Time, Amityville, A New Generation, and Amityville Dollhouse. I have not seen any of these. Have you? No, I actually um, I've always wanted to. Mm -hmm. um, I never knew if they were actually canon in the story. I don't think they. I don't know if they are or not. To be honest with you, they exist sort of on an island of their own. Yeah, you well, know, is, is what it sounds like. I didn't. I never knew that it was the same director that did them all too. Oh, it was. Well, or the same producer, whoever it is. Oh. There's one guy that's attached to all of them, I think. I need to do more homework. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, all four of these are being newly scanned and restored in 4K from the original 35mm camera negatives. The release hit shelves on October 29th, but it's limited to only 4,000 units. So if you're, uh, if you're looking to get this, your best bet would be to head over to VinegarSyndrome.com and pre-order one. Right this second. Comes in a cool house set. Well, not right this second. First, listen to the rest of our episode. Share it. Yeah. Uh, go over to iTunes. Give us a rating. Um, follow us on social media. Head over Head over to audibletrial.com slash the Buzzkill Podcast and get your free 30-day trial. <laughs> <laughs> and then go over to vinegarsyndrome.com <laughs> and get yourself a pre-order for Amityville, the Cursed Collection. And that's it for blues. <laughs> Jay, what do you got? <laughs> you don't have one last nope, one for nope, us? No, nope. wow. I did it backwards this week. Look at that. All right. Well, I, I have some clown news. We're drinking clown brews. We're talking about clown shoes on the blues that you guys watched. And here's some He's clown got, news. Got some rhymes. <laughs> I know. Got some rhymes. About another famous clown in the world. 
from McDonald's. His name happens to be Mr. Ronald McDonald. <laughs> All right. So here's your stupid fact of the day about Ronald McDonald. So he was first played by Willard Scott. His character magically pulled hamburgers out of his belt. <laughs> While wearing a nose made of a McDonald's cup. Yeah, I've seen pictures oh, yeah. of this. It's, it's crazy looking, man. It's so scary. Talk about a horrifying clown, right? So McDonald's actually considered changing him from a clown into a cowboy because there was a popularity of TV westerns back then. So can you imagine it? Come get your burgers, cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> Was it going to be John Wayne? <laughs> I guess. And then one last thing about him in Japan, Ronald McDonald's name is actually known as Donald McDonald. <laughs> because when they, opened the, when they opened the first McDonald's, the country decided it would be easier to pronounce for the Japanese. <laughs> Donald <laughs> McDonald. Well, that's not, that, that, that's not that funny. I told you guys that I grew up with a kid named Donald McDonald. Did you? Yeah, the hurt the hurt that's, is real that's kind of a kids it's, it's, hopefully never hopefully him or his sister never listens to this but yes uh they named him donald mcdonald i think nice. i like that better <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was uh it was actually a, a businessman uh that started the first mcdonald's over there and okay. it was his decision to do that so and, and and can we can we just applaud the decision to have a kid's mascot pulling meat out of his pants and throwing it <laughs> 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 throw it. Come, come here, kids. Do you want some beef? <laughs> come eat of my meat. <laughs> Mr. Mr. McDonald, where's the beef? <laughs> it's right, it's right re- between your buns. <laughs> it's right here, Sonny. <laughs> right Just between the buns. Reach into my belt and grab it. <laughs> Oh Lord! Oh, God. see, I was, I was, I was going more innocent. I was picturing more like a, like a Batman with a, with his utility belt, picking, <laughs> pulling, pulling burgers out. No, nope. but nope. you, you just, uh, you went full on. I'm pretty sure his belt was probably just a piece of rope. That's pretty much all it was. <laughs> you can't oh. hide a burger behind a piece of rope. <laughs> with, oh. with sweat, it was sweatpants with the drawstring <laughs> taken out. <laughs> Oh, we have to move on. <laughs> uh, so anyways, that was your stupid fact of the day. I don't think we're ever getting a McDonald's sponsor. <laughs> and boom, that was the news. Ooh, that was a good boom. Ooh, that was, Thanks, that that was very solid. Good. I had a wind up that time. It, very uh, it, actually pu- it. it actually pulled me out of my laughing I, I fit, so I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I give you only the best, man. <laughs> All right, so we're going to take a, a little break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about that old bastard Pennywise. Yes. Speaking of which, I'm going to see the band Pennywise tomorrow. Oh, you are? I am. Is it a bunch of clowns? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Throughout this, you'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. talking about it we watched it what'd you think about it about what it what it james oh it it (laughs) uh i enjoyed it uh yeah me too um okay so we've both seen obviously chapter two Mm -hmm. in theaters i've seen it once yeah you've seen it twice as i said at the top of the hour Mm -hmm. and um that makes me better than you yes i mean it makes you something Mm, better better than you is that it yeah Hey, James, I'm going to California. (laughs) Damn it! Makes me better than you. (laughs) Trumped me again, you bastard. Um, Anyway, though, uh, so 
we did our uh, part one, uh, like I said, episode 105. If you if, if you didn't listen to that, go back and listen to it. Uh, maybe before this and things might make sense. If not, don't, I guess. I actually, listen to our whole catalog. The entire thing. It'll only take you like, I don't know, an hour. Three years. That's about it. Um, <laughs> we're going to try to not repeat anything that we said, though, on the last show, which is why I bring it up. Because because with... <laughs> we are? Well, what's the point of re- repeating information? Do you remember what we said in episode 105 well, of our the, show? The reason that I say that is because the original It miniseries did, doesn't have as solid of a break as the way that It Chapter 1, Chapter 2 of the new one does. Ah, yes. So when talking about just the adults, we could have been thinking about stuff that happened in the first one. Mm. That's all That's all I'm saying. Gotcha. And we did talk. I did listen to a little bit of it the other day just to kind of refresh, and we did talk a lot about that as well. How good did so, we sound? Uh, we sounded pretty, pretty good. I mean, you, not so much. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, you sounded better then, I'll be honest with you. Um, but uh, yeah, so It Chapter 2, uh, this takes place uh, after everybody has aged a bit, and mm-hmm. uh, a bunch of old folks come back to Dairy Maine. Well, you know. Calling them old folks seems weird because we're only a few years away from how old they are. <laughs> yeah, we're old as shit, James. Oh, shit. <laughs> Damn it. Is it happening? It's, it's ha- happening. It's happening. Fuck. It's happening it's happening All um right. but uh yeah so the losers club comes back uh mike um the resident uh in at least see it's 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 so difficult to talk about the two movies because the characters are not the same in some of them you know in uh in the remake you had ben who was more of the historian in in uh, it chapter one right and then in the original though it was mike the entire time mm-hmm. however in it chapter two the new one that character now becomes Mike is the historian. So in the re in the reboot, you almost have both of them playing historian characters at the same time. Whereas in the original miniseries, it was Mike through and through. It kind of made sense in uh, in it chapter one for for Ben to be sort of the not, not really. Well, I guess he was kind of a historian, but he was you know he was the new kid in school, new kid in town. He didn't really have a lot of friends. Um, he loved spending time at the library, which mm-hmm. is what his character did in the novel. So it makes sense that he would have been the first to kind of happen upon the information about the town. Mm-hmm. So I didn't hate that uh, that change that they made in Chapter 1, making Ben the one who sort of jump-started the entire um, uh, journey into looking into Derry's history. Yeah, it made, made sense. It he, did make he sense. He didn't have any friends. He was just learning, and he liked learning. Right. So, yeah, that, that made sense. Right. That made sense. I'm not mad that they changed it. It's just a difference between the two different things. Right. Now, in the book, it was always Mike as well. Right. I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah. We um we realized when watching, because um, we rewatched obviously, the second part of the 90s miniseries mm-hmm. uh, just the other night, and uh, we realized that for as much shit as the miniseries gets at times for not doing stuff in the book, it actually follows the book a little bit more closely in certain aspects than the remake does that was supposed to be touted as doing the book more. Yeah, and I think it's just uh I think I think it's some of the bigger stuff. Like some of the some of the things that you really couldn't do with the budget of a TV miniseries mm-hmm. that people are uh sort of not not upset about but you know people have long talked about the fact that there's just certain things you couldn't do because you had the constraints of the budget yeah uh but, that being said but though for, for all, all in- the- say it together yeah. because we're both about to say the same thing who's gonna say for, for all, all intents and purposes, purposes. <laughs> uh the 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 second part of the miniseries which i haven't seen in quite a while 
is really good. It is. It's really good. Like, it's a little cheesy um, at times, but honestly, like, there's so much about that part of the miniseries that is true to the book that I would have actually liked to have seen in It Chapter 2. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Which I do you want to get into it right now? Or I mean, I, I mean yeah, I mean, we're not gonna there's we're gonna be a little bit different than our normal format as our compare contrasts are. We're gonna jump back and forth a right. lot. Hopefully, we won't confuse you as to what we're talking about. We'll try to be as clear as possible. And just, let's just get us out watch. of the way spoilers, yeah, tons of spoilers, heavy spoilers, yeah, especially if you haven't seen it, chapter two, 2019. Yes, don't listen to this unless you're okay with And if you think that, oh, I've read the book, eh, there's still lots of differences, exactly. So which, not that I've read the book, but... So go watch the movie and then come back here. So I will say this. I'm just going to put this right on Front Street. <laughs> you still <laughs> you still can't get the hang of wearing a hat I can't, in, I in can't. front of a microphone. Um, you think it'd be like a good like a good distance to gauge away from the from the mic, but... Well, it is. Nope. Look, it's, it's see not this? Look at this. I wear a hat every single week, and I'm an expert at it. Yeah, well, sorry. <laughs> um, I'm going to put this on Front Street, though. Um, I like... The second part, okay, in the when when it comes to chapter one, uh, or part one versus chapter one, right? That's yes. how I'm going to refer to the miniseries as parts and the new version as part, uh, yeah. and chapters. Yeah, for sure. So That's fine. so part one and chapter one, I like chapter one better. I thought chapter one was fantastic. Mm-hmm. It was great. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to part two, chapter two, part two all the way. Really? I actually walked out of the theater. Of chapter two, thinking I was just, I was really let down. A by little, it. little underwhelmed. Really. I wouldn't say let down would be the, uh, just from talking it, to you that night, I wouldn't say that let down is the word. It the, was underwhelmed, for me. No, maybe. no, underwhelmed, but sort of let down though, because I love the characters. Like I love, I, I really loved, um, uh, I was going to say John Heater. That's not John Heater. Um, Bill Hader. <laughs> Bill Hader. <laughs> God. Um, I really loved Bill Hader as Lucky. Richie. <laughs> Eddie, I love you. <laughs> I fucking love you. Um, no, but like, I really love Bill Hader as, as Richie. He's great. He's, in my opinion, he's better than Richie in, in the miniseries. Yeah. Uh, that, but, but I thought his character suffered because I understand that there's a lot of humor in the book. Mm-hmm. I get that. But they, the parts of his that were legitimately funny happened in the middle of parts that were supposed to be legitimately scary. And they pulled you out of the moment. At least it did for me. In chapter two? Yeah. In chapter two. Yeah. It totally pulled me out of the moment of what was going on. And it took so fucking long to get to any of those moments when we were finally there it just yanked you right back or whatever. And it's like, that is not how... I understand that his character uses comedy to deal with him being scared and all that. But even in those moments, you wouldn't just be cracking jokes as if nothing was going on around you. First of all, you're contradicting yourself. Because didn't you just say that you liked Bill Hader better than Harry Anderson as yes. Richie Tozier? Yes. But now you're saying that... Oh, so you're saying that the in, in part two... Of the original miniseries, you didn't like the way Harry Anderson's character was. In in part two of the original series, I thought that his character was like was okay. Like I thought that like the actor that playing him, eh, five out of ten, average, average actor. Mm. Not, I didn't have anything against him. He wasn't my favorite, but he was fine. And I thought like the humor that he brought was was fine. Mm-hmm. Whereas in in chapter two, <clears throat> I loved the actor Bill Hader playing that character, mm-hmm. and I love how he played the character. Okay. 
Um, I just thought that the humor that he brought to it was always brought out at the wrong times. Oh, I see. Okay. That's I, heard, I heard you right the first time. Yeah, I just okay. thought I just thought that it was it was written into the story at the wrong times, or at least the timing was just off. I think I don't know. I think, oh man, I tell you this. I I think I tell you this at least just once a read day. The book. Well, you fucking you you have you have an Audible subscription. AudibleTrial.com slash the Muscat Podcast. <laughs> you have one. Fucking get it and listen to it. I know it's a it's it, it it's a it's a big commitment. It's I'll f- listen to it on my flight and I'll get half a chapter in. Yeah, I in ten hours. <laughs> in what is it? A three hour flight? Five hour flight. It's a five hour flight to LA. So you'll get, I think you'll get through the first three chapters. <laughs> um, it is a huge commitment. It's a forty five hour yeah. forty five hour novel. It's a very but dude, Steve, Steve. I started once already. Steven Weber, his performance at, at reading the book is fucking. Second to none. Sure. He's amazing. Um, I think that you need to. I think you need to listen to the novel to really get a sense of what Richie Tozier's character is, because he is like that in the novel. Like when he's confronted with these things, like it's it's almost like a, it's almost like his uh, his his nervous reaction is to. I get that. I would say though that to comedy. I would say though that reading it on a page. I understand that Stephen King Stephen King can paint a fucking paint. You know picture with his words i get that yeah but i think that reading it on a page and your mind sort of putting things how they're supposed to be the way mm-hmm. that you're imagining it is way different than what you're actually seeing you only yeah. have one way of seeing it and i think that in the book you're able to read what he's doing and can and contextualize it with what's going on yeah whereas when you're watching it on screen there's no option to move it around or make it fit in your head okay to me, at least. I see what you're saying. And, and like I said, I'm just going to just keep rolling here since we're talking about Chapter 2 before we compare it. You know, I, I thought that Chapter 2 had a lot of fucking boring parts in it. Mm-hmm. They spent so much time reintroducing every character individually. They didn't need to do that. I understand the idea that they're trying to they bring you, catch you up with them, and they all had their parts. and this. And I get that. But the way they did it in the miniseries was way better. It just seemed like it flowed better. And it wasn't like it was all that different. It was just either edited better or it was written maybe a little bit better, quite frankly. And it just seemed like it took, like, there was all the individual spotlights on the characters in Chapter 2 just seemed like it took way too long to get anywhere. Yeah, I, I disagree. I, yeah. I do. Like, I I, I feel like... Um, Which we, we actually had conflicting opinions about this movie the second Coming we out of the out movie, of yeah. So this um, is nothing new, but... I, I, don't, I don't feel like they spent that much time because with each essentially what you were seeing was mike hanlon calling each of them back to dairy mm-hmm. uh you know in the novel that takes a good hour per person mm-hmm. um i'm actually I, I not even I, talking I, about that i'm talking about once they get back to dairy once they get back to dairy you when they, feel when, like they, they when they separate when they separate and they all go and they get to find their their totems oh, see that like i just felt they could have done they could have done every single one of those sequences just cut them down a little bit. They were mm. each like twenty minutes long. Yeah, I don't. It was just it was too much time. I guess it's just because I, I this is it's so hard to talk about this because you haven't read the novel sure. because there's everything that happens with these people individually is just as important as what happens uh, when they're together because there was that point in time where they you know they got in a big fight and they separated for mm-hmm. a while. And each of them having their own personal experience with Pennywise 
on their own yeah. is so super important to the overarching story. And I know that it is. And I think that's difficult when you've read the book already and you already know all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's it, you, You're going to watch the movie in a very different way. The point of the movie, though, is reading the book should not be a prerequisite to watching the movie. So the movie should stand on its own, though, whether you've read the book or not. Yeah. And from someone that hasn't read the book, to me at least, I can only speak for myself, but like mm-hmm. I said, to me... It just took way too much time. I also sort of thought that Pennywise was super lacking in this one. Mm. I mean, he only has something like seven minutes of screen time in the entire movie. It's 33, I think. No, no, like outside of the end of him all, like, 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 I think it's like up until the last sequence where he takes on his true form, basically. Yeah. There's only like seven minutes of Pennywise mm. up until that point. Um, you know, our clip in the very intro of this was from part two. And it was awesome. That was so great. Like Pennywise shows up and he's hilarious and Tim Curry does his amazing Pennywise <laughs> or whatever. And Skarsgård only has, I think, one scene where he really has a lot of dialogue. Otherwise, he just sort of pops up and that's it. It's yeah. real quick. And it's more... I understand that, that chapter two is more about the kids' characters as adults yeah. than it is about Pennywise. Yeah. Totally get that. Um, um, yeah, I, just, I, th- I, I think what they... I think they would... I, I agree on some level. I think what they did with... Um, Pennywise in Chapter Two, with Skarsgård, I do agree they underutilized him. Yeah, um, they were focusing more on what you were getting with. So when the when they break up as adults in the novel, they each go off and have their own separate experience, and they're focusing on more on how Pennywise presents himself to each of the characters instead of presenting himself as the clown. Yeah. Which, you know, he can shapeshift, he can become anything he wants. So, I see what they were going for. And I understand it, and I, I liked it. Just I, I think it's because I've read the novel, though. I liked it because, oh, these are, these are, um, these are physical manist- manifestations of Pennywise from the book that I, I recognize. And I think that's really cool. But at the same time going into it i almost wish i could see it not having the knowledge of yeah. the, the novel just just to see how much different it is because you know you're going to see an it movie and you haven't read the novel you kind of want to see the clown Actually, that's that's kind of that's so like when they focus more on the... his manifestations the the leper and the uh the old the 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 crony uh, the not crony the crone the old mm-hmm. crone the, yep. in the, the witch or whatever the hell sure. she is um well uh there were a few thing. There were a few things in the in chapter two that I I didn't like. Uh, when Eddie's he, mom in the back of the uh, in the back of the pharmacy. Well, that was, yeah, and that was the leper dealing with the leper. That, that was true. Yeah, that was something that wasn't from the book. Um, uh, Beverly with her head on fire. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't really like that part. It was kind of corny to me. Mm-hmm. Like the scene Again, that was not in the book. The scene itself was pretty cool. That Just was not in the, the book. The way though. she looked, I thought was kind of stupid. Um, no. Okay. No, that was n- no. It seems like it seems like to me like the the reason that I I wasn't expecting too much Pennywise mm-hmm. because I I are because having seen the original part two, you know, even part two has a lot to do with the, the people over the clown. Even though Pennywise has more of a presence in part two, mm-hmm. it's still more about the adults, and I totally understand that. Right. That being said, I I, I felt like like um. Well, underutilized, I think, is the best word. And you come to expect seeing Pennywise a lot because Chapter 1 had a lot of Pennywise in it. Yeah. 
you know? And maybe that makes more sense because as kids, you're you're more susceptible to believing that stuff. And as adults, you're not as susceptible to believe that stuff. So maybe that's why there's there's a, a bit of a juxtaposition between how much you see Pennywise. Well, uh, so I think that could have definitely something to do with it. Pennywise explains in the in the novel that, and I I, I hope you don't get annoyed when I go no, back no, to no, the novel. No, 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 not at all. Pennywise explains in the novel the reason he uh, feeds on children is because they have uh, a much more vivid imagination, and they're also <laughs> they're also easier to scare. Yeah. Um, and when it comes to adults, you have to tap into a much more uh, vivid sort of imagery to scare them. Mm-hmm. It, it, like kids just have more of a sort of uh, like primal, primal way of being primal scared. Fear. Yeah, pri- yeah, <laughs> primal fear. Richard Gear, <laughs> that gerbil out of your ass, you pervert. Um, <laughs> I was thinking about the video game. <laughs> There's a video game called Primal Fear. The fighting game where you can be like a T-Rex and the giant gorilla. That Primal is Rage. Primal Rage. <laughs> Primal Fear is a movie about... I still wasn't thinking about Richard Gere and a gerbil in his ass. So. <laughs> Primal Fear is a movie about priests uh, abusing children, I think. And there's gerbils and asses? No, it's just Richard Gere is in oh. the movie. And Richard Gere, you know, the you whole thing me. about... You lost me. <laughs> <laughs> you know the thing about Richard Gere and gerbils, right? I don't. Yes, you do. We've made jokes about it on the show. Well, because South Plenty Park made a joke about it. Is that based on something real, though? Yes. Oh, I've only I've only ever known it from the South Park jokes. Mm. Okay, we're getting real off topic, and it doesn't matter. It's onto fine. a whole different ass. This is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but and, and the re- so the reason he preys on children is uh, it's 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 the equivalent it's the equivalent of salting meat. Mm-hmm. Like they're much more afraid of just like very basic things. If you don't fucking stop that. Mike is making gestures, and it's <laughs> it's really throwing me off track. Um, it, he he basically he basically uh, describes it as when you when you strike fear in the heart of something, mm-hmm. it flavors the meat better. And children no, children are so much more they're so much easier to scare. So the meat is so much more flavorful. I get right? that. No, I get that. Um, I forget where I was going with this, but. Uh, I think that's why in chapter two he decides to present himself more as these other things that they were afraid of because just presenting himself as the clown is not that scary. Except sure. for Richie, who actually says in chapter one that the thing that he's afraid of is clowns. And that's why he presents himself. I think he's the only... Is Richie, adult Richie in chapter two, the only time that Pennywise presents himself as the clown? I believe so. Like he... He, I believe so. He goes. He he flashes back to the time that uh, Paul Bunyan, mm-hmm. the statue of Paul Bunyan, came to life and tried to kill him. But then after that, Pennywise presents himself as a clown. Yeah, that's because in chapter one, Richie actually told everybody he was afraid of clowns. And coming and and talking about scenes where Pennywise was actually there and doing his thing, I absolutely loved the scene in the beginning of chapter two, the first time that you see Pennywise. When um, you have the gay couple and the one guy's getting the shit kicked out of him. Oh, I don't love it because of that. No, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> Adrian Mellon, which was yeah. I, I feel like that was a that was a huge part of the book that I. Uh, it was hard to watch. Well, yeah, it was very but hard it was, to watch. Yeah, but quite it was, frankly, I think I feel like it was important to put that part into not the, to, into the movie. Not to get into it though, but we have sort of a relationship with somebody who, in their own family, was a victim of something very similar to that. So I don't know about you, but oh, when yeah. I was watching it, all I could think of was that. Yeah. And like that that made it a little bit harder to stomach simply because 
not firsthand, but like we know third or fourth hand someone that that actually happened to. Right. So that made it even harder to watch. That being said, the whole way that that scene was crafted, though, with the intent of bringing Pennywise back with mm-hmm. all the red balloons floating from under the bridge, and down, it was such a cool visual. And that and was, it was all... so creepy. Like Pennywise, that's Pennywise's creepiest scene of the entire movie. Yeah, in my opinion. Not even, not even the part where he bites Adrian under the arm. Which, by the way, that that whole scene is all straight out of the book. Yeah. Like the the thousands of balloons under the bridge, Pennywise specifically biting him on the armpit, like mm-hmm. that's all straight from the book. But it, it's and it's not even that part that's that scary. It's the part where Adrian pops up out of the water and he can just see this blurred visual of a figure standing on the bank of the mm-hmm. the canal. That was cool. With the glowing eyes reaching out for him. Oh fuck, that was so good. Now picture now picture if this movie didn't go back to the Losers Club. Right, mm-hmm. and this was the beginning of a whole new story of new people seeing Pennywise. Yeah, I want to see that movie. Like, I, you know, what I'm saying as much as I love revisiting the Losers Club, the idea of getting a th- a third completely wholly new story coming from this universe mm-hmm. excites the hell out of me. Like, I would love to see that. Read the novel. Uh, read. Novel. Seriously, there's there's so much backstory to I get that. Pennywise, and there's so many like they go back decades and explain people seeing Pennywise. Nobody's ever had the experience that the Loser Club Losers Club has, like where they actually face off with it and they've survived. Most of the people who <clears throat> see him die, yeah, or they're affected for life by it, you know. But um, now it's uh, but that. That's also a problem, too, is because nobody has ever been able to face off against him like the Losers Club. So you can't really, like, any any other story that you're uh, dealing with where there is people who are interacting with Pennywise, unless, they're, unless they uh, are just kind of seeing him in passing. Yeah. Every child who interacts with him dies, basically. So yeah, it, it'd yeah. be hard to do, a, like, a, a third chapter where there's other other people seeing him and, and interacting yeah, and, with him. And in the uh, in the miniseries, we didn't get anything like that, did we? It was like when they come back to town, they just started seeing him right it's off the bat. There was nobody them. else that saw him. They they I, I like in the miniseries how they address they they address the uh the issue not issue, but they address the idea that um Pennywise is Derry and Derry is Pennywise. Yeah. More so in the miniseries, I think. Uh, and and especially with one scene, especially with one scene where it's um, uh, Beverly is being hassled by Henry Bowers and his yeah. and his crew, and Fucking Henry Bowers. There's the old man across the street who looks at her as she's being hassled by these guys, and then he she said I like he just he just turned and walked away. I thought he was gonna come and help me, and he just looked at me, and then he turned and he walked away. I think that, that was, scene's crushing. Yeah, it kind of it's it's kind of crushing. And because that like, was... here's this here's this innocent girl that like can't fight for herself, and someone sees it and just turns their fuck. Oh, that's like it's heartbreaking. Yeah, it really is. And that that's actually a pretty prominent thing in in the story itself. Um, that was in the, uh, the that was in the the miniseries. That was in the miniseries, yeah. and then it's really prominent in the novel mm-hmm. too. Just like the idea that everybody, but not in. in the remake yeah not really like uh everybody just they see this violence happening and they just sort of turn a blind turn a blind eye to it Mm -hmm. and uh you know basically it comes to light that it's not 
it's not because the people in in the town of Derry are bad. It's because it's like a like it is like an infection, mm-hmm. and it's and people it's, don't want to deal with it, so they just turn their back to it, and that's all there is to it. Well, it's much. not even no, they're not even turning like everybody in town in their own in their own little way is actually infected by it, mm-hmm. and so the town itself. God, it's so far. It's 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 really hard to. The town, it's really the, hard the to town itself. The town itself is is sort of, like you said, there's an there's an infection. Yeah. Like it, everybody feels it, everybody reacts to it, and everybody responds to it accordingly. Mm-hmm. So if there's something bad here, Pennywise, because he's sort of an infection, the bad's always going to happen because no one else is ever going to do anything about it. And it wasn't until the Losers Club where someone actually fought back against him. Yeah. It was a perfect breeding ground for Pennywise. Yeah. You know, he kind of created a safe space for himself, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Sort of. Um, you know, we keep talking about the Losers Club fighting them and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I think that's an important thing to bring up because one of the things that everybody was so excited about, everybody was so excited about, was, oh my God, Chapter 2, we're finally going to see the ritual of Chud. Finally. Chud. Or Chud. Chud. <laughs> Um, chode. Chode. The, the ritual of Chode. It's the ritual no, of Chode. No, that's, that's a whole separate Beverly story. We're going <laughs> to... Oh, my God. We'll get there. You'll be able to see that on uh, Pornhub <laughs> within the next couple months. The ritual of Chode. Um, <laughs> I love it. Um, no, Ho- but like... Hopefully they cast Spook Dick in that one. <laughs> <laughs> If you know, you know. That'll be a Dustin Diamond uh, starring <laughs> one, too. He'll, he'll, he'll play uh, Richie. Um, and every other character. We'll just have different wigs on. Um, <laughs> anyway, everybody was very, very excited to finally see the ritual of, of Chud. Chud. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll be honest with you, even though I've never read the book, imagine that, and at this point you should know I've never read the book, um, even I was underwhelmed by that. You know, there was so much fanfare, and it wasn't in the it wasn't in the miniseries at all. So at least we got a little bit of story, but even that story wasn't the same from my understanding that was in the book. Bick. And then what they ended up doing with it, I'll be honest with you, I thought it was lame as shit. It was comp- the, the ending of, and in, in all fairness, the ending of both movies to me were super anticlimactic. Yeah. They really were. Yeah. Um, one was because of budget, and the other one was because... Of too much budget, quite frankly. There's way... There was so much CGI at the end of... And and I'm okay with CGI. Don't get me wrong. I am. Yeah. I just don't understand why they didn't do more with it. That's another one where I can... They pl- easily could have. That's one number... Uh, I say I say there was too much, but I guess my point is too much of one thing. Let's finish on this, and then I'll, I'll say another one of my complaints about Chapter 2. So uh, so going back to what you were saying, yeah, the Ritual of Chud, uh, to me, was... It was totally different from the book, mm-hmm. but I feel like... Um, I don't know if there's a... I don't know if there's a good way to properly handle on film what the ritual of chud actually is i mean just follow the script that's in the book it's you can't i because <laughs> it, it it takes place on a completely metaphysical level okay uh the idea is that um because you know in the book they describe the ritual of chud is uh, a person and a demon would stick their tongues out and they would bite into each other's tongues okay and then they would have to tell jokes to each other jokes and riddles to each other until uh, one couldn't answer the riddle. Okay. 
that's there's no yeah no you you wouldn't need to do that beat for beat but you could totally show you could totally show one of them and, on in like in like this <clears throat> astral projection though with all these creepy weird things floating the, around them well, like, you could absolutely yeah. do that and that's the thing is like even in the book it it doesn't really play out like that like when uh when bill finally does the ritual of chud and then later on in the uh yeah i think it, so it's bill first who does it and then 27 years later it's bill and richie they both end up doing sure. it but even, uh, and it, it's still not it's not like we're trading jokes back and forth and we're trading no, riddles back and forth it's like a, it's a completely different sort of thing but the idea of doing it on a um, like this metaphysical plane yeah you could absolutely it'd be do sort that. of hard to do it without it think, being totally cheesy no i don't think that would be at all i'm picturing it in my head and i think it'd be awesome i think that i think that you would absolutely do that and and would it be exactly the same as the book no but you can convey you can sort of convey the feeling of the book though in what you're doing yeah. in a new way mm -hmm. in chapter two all they fucking did is mike got a hold of a fucking ancient lampshade and they sang kumbaya <laughs> around it like that's what they did <laughs> Like, well, that was the beginning of it. Literally, that's what they did, though. Like, that was the beginning of it. And then in the miniseries, they beat him with a fucking rock. <laughs> like, it was, like, both movies are super anticlimactic yeah. for as big as they build up. Well, and then they end up digging his heart out in both, which I... I will yeah. say, the, the miniseries, though, um, at least what that had going for it is they had sweet stop motion effects. Like, really <laughs> awesome stop motion, mm -hmm. right? Like... That looked awesome, and it felt awesome. And and at the time, <clears throat> I wouldn't expect them to do much more than what no, they did. No. Maybe a different ending that they didn't just slingshot a rock into its back and then it just suddenly dies. Yeah, that was like I said, anticlimactic. Well, it didn't die. It died from having its heart dug out. No, I get that, but it was the rock really that that would set everything in motion. Yeah, but I, it, and everybody I, knows, I, and everybody knows, girls can't can't shoot things like that with slingshots all right come on it's a it's a man sport okay <laughs> what a dick i think again i i think it's more of a um it's not it's not what you have to think about it in terms of it's not you're literally shooting a, a silver chunk of you know uh it's a silver record. It was a, it's, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a giant laser disc <laughs> slingshot. <laughs> it, it's it's not literally the silver slug that's killing it. It's 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 what it represents. It's what it represents. Yeah, it's like that. the it's like the the <clears throat> the the power behind it that's uh, um, summoned by this group of children all being together and like being one. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Or I guess at that point, not children but uh, adults. Um, but it's uh yeah in 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 i i said this to you while we were watching uh part 2 of the mini series yesterday there's so much in the mini series that i would have loved to have seen in chapter 2 yeah i almost feel like yeah. if you did a you super cut. if you did a super cut of these two movies together and you were familiar enough with the story to where you could you know obviously bounce back and forth between the actors who were playing Mm -hmm. Well, have you ever people... seen those? Have you ever seen those things where people can take uh, one actor's face and just replace it with somebody yeah, else? Yeah, yeah. Just super cut it together and then pick one of the other for whichever sure. character is going to represent them, and then just do that. You could totally make like a seven-hour-long super yeah. cut of yeah. this movie because and it would was... still only be an eighth as long as the book. <laughs> 
because there was stuff in there was stuff in uh, chapter two. I, I I really liked chapter two, especially when I went and saw it a second time. There's more stuff that I would I I went to see it with Greg, who uh, Greg has read the novel, and so I would like to. It was late at night. We went to a ten fifteen show, so we got out at you know like one thirty. So sure. we didn't discuss it too much afterward. I'd like to discuss it more with him. I'd like to sc- discuss it with uh, Jansen, who just went and saw it and has also read the novel. Mm-hmm. I want to discuss it with somebody other than your stupid ass who hasn't read the novel yet. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> there's um, there's so much. There, there, I don't know. But like I was saying, getting back to the two movies, I feel like if you could do a supercut between the two of them yeah. and kind of keep the, the story straight and keep the characters straight... There's a lot in the miniseries that I would have liked to have seen in Chapter 2. Like, they cut out the entire Audra section of the yes, story. Yes, they did. Which I feel like is really important to the they, story. They really they, they really did a disservice to Audra because like their their reason for not... They're basically, their excuse for not seeing her is that they just made Audra an insufferable bitch. <laughs> to where that you just didn't want to see her for the rest of the movie, and you didn't. She was pretty unlikable, like, yeah. right off the bat. Yeah. I understand she's an actress and she she needs her pages and she's trying to do her job, but it's also your husband. I mean, don't be such a dick. Yeah. <laughs> now I do know the actress was pregnant at the time, so I don't know if that had anything to do with it. Oh. Uh, I don't. I doubt that they rewrote the movie for her. No. Doubt that, but maybe I don't know. Maybe there was more. I, she wasn't that pregnant. If she, you know, I, this is <laughs> no like she wasn't showing or anything. Like that. This is my point. Like, she wasn't just that a little pregnant. bit pregnant. <laughs> just a little bit. Shut up. Um, the closest thing that I know about being pregnant is eating a giant burrito. Okay, that's, that's as close as I've ever known to being pregnant. Come on, Mike, you're not that full. Um, I mean, the plus on the plus side, uh, with her being pregnant, they didn't have to worry about bears on set. So <laughs> that's a deep cut. I like it. Ooh, it's a deep gash. Um, okay, they also one of the thing that they changed outside of Audra not being there, which which. Just to finish up on that thought, though, is I really liked the Audra story, though, in the miniseries. Yeah. It was really good. I actually yeah. thought they should have done more with it, quite frankly. And I'm sure in the book, there's way more. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, but I would have loved to see... I would have loved to see more of her, not just because she's a babe in both versions, but, like, <laughs> you know, I would have... She was... A, it would have been an interesting character that Bill doesn't know she's there. And, right. You know, there's so much more they could have done with that. Yeah. You know, I, f- I feel like they did... Instead, they wasted time introducing each character twice for way too long. <laughs> But you know, <laughs> I feel like uh, I feel like they did the the minimum of amount of what you would have to do with Audra's character in the miniseries in order to get the point across about sure. what really happens with her. But it worked. It worked. It yeah, worked. that's what I'm saying. They, like, least, they did they just enough to there. the point where you understand what's going on. And for the fans, you go, "Oh yeah, Audra from the book. Cool, yeah. she's here." It's at least enough to 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 whet the appetite of the people that have read the book. Yeah, and that's I I guess that's what uh, chapter two felt like. It wasn't, uh, which this is understandable. I'm not saying like everybody has to read it and then go watch these movies, uh, and they have to make. Kind of sounds like that's what you're and saying. And they have to make the movies for the novel fans. I feel like the I feel like the new uh, it and it chapter two were made more for just a, a general audience rather than novel the fans of the novel which is totally fine like you're trying to make money that's understandable i feel like it would have been a perfect candidate for a show like castle rock yes where every episode 
could have had could have been one of those stories and they all sort of come together at the end it would have been amazing i've said that since my first time listening to the novel is this would be so amazing as a tv series because there's 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 so much history and so much backstory and so many like vivid scenes of uh of of carnage and excitement and tension and drama that doing a full-on it series would be amazing yeah It'd um, be so cool. So as I was as I was gonna say before though, they did change a lot of other things. One of the weirdest things I thought they changed is the original miniseries, it was thirty years between times that Pennywise comes back. Whereas in uh the new version and the book, it's twenty seven years. Yeah. I don't understand why they changed that. It seems a very a very trivial thing. <laughs> like why would you not just keep it twenty seven years? <laughs> People... It's not like they filmed the original back in 1970 and then got the idea to do the second half in 1990, you know? Like... It's because it's people don't like math. True. <laughs> it's much 19... e- no, it's... it was longer than that. It's... it was 1960. It's much easier... It's much easier to add thirty years to yes. whatever year you started <laughs> off with than twenty seven. Then you well, got to like you got to carry twos. In and... nineteen eighty nine, when they started making this movie, them people <laughs> weren't smart. They know how to do that math. <laughs> so what? So the original miniseries happened in. Uh, so it came out in nineteen ninety. So was it? Uh, so it was nineteen sixty to nineteen ninety. That that's they say thirty years. So yeah. Okay. Um, another thing that. Um, that they change well okay this isn't a change uh that i didn't notice as much though is a lot of people when they were coming out of chapter two were complaining about how the kids looked because of all the de-aging the the Mm. cgi de-aging they did on the kids now i've only seen the movie once Mm -hmm. but i actually was while watching it paying attention to that Mm -hmm. and i barely even saw it so, I actually thought all the kids looked really good. Well, here's the thing. And I don't get the complaints that people had against them in Chapter 2. Here's the thing. You and I discussed this after we came out of Chapter 2 uh, for, on my first viewing. Um, and you and I both described those scenes as looking dreamlike. Like they had sort of a dreamlike quality to them. And... I don't think that that's necessarily what they were going for. I think it's just what we were seeing we perceived as dreamlike. The the kids all had really like um like perfectly fair skin. Their cheeks were kind of rosy and and their and their and their, and, their, me, and their faces looked sort of uh like Finn Wolfhard looked like Finn Wolfhard. Like he if he you, looked if like you go, he looked like Stranger Things season 2 Finn Wolfhard. Well, we also came out of it we also came out of it literally thinking like, "Oh, they made those scenes look dreamy." Uh we thought that they cuz you and I we were talking about it on the way home. You me and Aaron and we were, we were like, "They must have they they had to have filmed that directly after." That's what we thought, yeah. Chapter 1 because the kids still looked like they were you know, and we watched Stranger Things uh season 3 yeah. and we're like, "Finn Wolfhard is like 7 feet tall now, so there's no way they it's must a big have fucker. Yeah, and and the kid who plays uh young Ben Hanscom, he grew 9 inches between chapter 1 and chapter 2. So they had to do a lot of de-aging. They had to change their voices. And you and I, uh, we were talking about it and we're like, oh, well, it just looks, it's got like this sort of dreamlike quality to it. And then I went and I read that they had de-aged them and then it made more sense to me. And then seeing it a second time, because I did, there's that one scene where they're down in the clubhouse for the first time Mm -hmm. and Eddie's talking really fast and he's using a little paddle ball thing and you could tell his 
the uh, the word like it was ADR. Not ADR, but like they had uh, digitally digitally manipulated how his voice was because they they had to drop it down or drop it. Yeah, not see, drop it. Notice, they had to raise it an octave. I didn't notice any of it, so I guess what that says is that it worked on me. Like what they were going for worked it on, was, on me at least. I it's, guess but. it was really noticeable the second time I saw it. Really? Yeah, it was. All right. it, I guess I'll have to see it again then to to fully understand it. Yeah, it it it, it didn't. It wasn't. It wasn't so noticeable that it took me out of it. It didn't bother me or anything. Yeah. But it's just you can tell. Okay. Well, it's, then I, maybe on a second viewing I'll notice it more. But in my first viewing, though, and like I said, I was trying to pay attention to it. I didn't notice it at all. Yeah. So I don't think that it's as bad though as people are saying it is. There are people that are ripping it apart for it. And it's like, well, all right, you're fuck? just. What are you supposed to do? These kids grew nine yeah. inches over the over the couple of years. Yeah, between I don't. I don't like, know. What do you want? You know. Yeah. That's, I, that. You have to do something. You can't have Finn Wolfhard from 2017 and Finn Wolfhard from 2019 playing the same character without mm-hmm. doing something to make him look the same age. Another thing that we thought um, that we thought was going to happen, very similar to how we thought that there was going to be the Ritual of Jude mm-hmm. and all that, one of the things that we were under the impression of, because uh, we talked about this actually in the, in the first episode, mm-hmm. is that we thought Mike was going to have a bad drug problem because Mike stayed behind in dairy and the only way for him to deal with everything is that he got like addicted to drugs and there's going to be this yeah, whole like side thing or whatever where did we hear about this i initially? don't know we did talk about i remember it the talking about show. it a long long time ago um, and i felt like that would have been such a good angle oh, to take. it would have been great and again, he was, different, it would have been different from the book right yes but it would have been one of those changes that made sense it would have made so much sense like it, the idea and it would have him, made his character a little bit deeper and it would have explained why he's a little bit neurotic well could, in yeah the that's, beginning. Like, that's the thing it is like it, it's i don't know that's the thing is he was kind of neurotic but he was still very like clean cut and handsome and like you know he didn't look like he, he crushing over there well, a little bit <laughs> by the way do you know who he is He's he's the guy. Uh, what's his name? I, Isaiah Mustafa. Yeah. He is the guy from yes. the Old Spice commercials. Oh yeah, I did hear about that. He's yep. the uh, he's the. Uh, uh, look at my face now. Look at your man now. Back to my face now. Down to my pecs. He's that guy. <laughs> <laughs> like where he's nice. riding a horse with no saddle, and he he's looks, just like he's he got his hands on his different. Head. Like he's playing oh, such yeah. a different character. Well, it was the voice. The, t- the second time I went to see it, I was like, damn, his voice sounds so familiar. And when I went home and I looked him up, and I was like, oh, absolutely. Him and Terry Crews just holding it down for Old Spice. <laughs> but uh, I, I like he was, you know, he's very, he was kind of neurotic, but he was very clean cut. And the idea of making this a little darker and grittier and because you and i we mentioned we're like well we thought he was supposed to have a drinking problem the only thing that alluded to that at all was the first time he gets uh it's either a phone call or he hears the cb radio the ham radio uh spark up because adrian mellon was killed he jumps up out of his chair and he knocks a beer bottle bottle off of the coffee table. That's not that would one. literally be any day out of your your life that or my life. I do that nightly. So, <laughs> like, next I, to my CB radio. Exactly. I really loved the angle of him having some sort of uh, some sort of demon. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you and would like have he's to already have got he's already got Pennywise, the demon who haunts him, and he has to have some sort of vice to counteract that to kind of push those thoughts down and the idea of making him a darker and grittier character where he would have some sort of like a 
alcohol problem or a drug problem or well, something that he would have to fight on top of having to deal with I wouldn't even bringing say that his would, friends back to town and dealing with Pennywise? I wouldn't even say that it would be on top of it because Pennywise, to me, has always been a physical manifestation of each individual kid's and adult problem. Right. So him having a drinking problem wouldn't be on top of it. It'd be fighting it at the same time because that's what he's actually fighting. Right, right, right. So that would actually make a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really wish they would have done that because it would have made... I like Mike's character in, the, in Chapter oh, 2. Oh, yeah, yeah. It but it would have made the character so much more deep. Like, he yeah. would have been a way richer character. Yeah. Not a more of a Richie character. Richer <laughs> character. Um, no, it just, it just would have been better. And I was kind of disappointed that we didn't see that. Where we had originally read that, I'm not sure. Probably an article somewhere. Something yeah. that someone read or wrote. But I don't know. Um, let's... Let's get into something we haven't talked about yet, actually, and this is good for the compare contrast: is the characters, yeah, like you know, the actors and the characters in one versus the others. Mm-hmm. Um, by and large, do you have a better, a more favorite cast over one or the other? Um, that's tough. I actually think I like would bounce back and forth between. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go through them. Screw it. Let's just let's just yeah, start yeah, at the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's start with uh, Beverly. This this might be bad. I might end up picking all the new people. I don't or care. All the that's, old people. That's fine. This is this is trial by fire, James. Uh, Beverly, J- uh, Jessica Chastain. Jessica Chastain yeah, or Annette O'Toole. Uh, Jessica Chastain. I loved I, I, I loved agree. Annette O'Toole. I thought she was great. I you know I I watched the miniseries growing up like at least once a year. I always loved her as that character, but Jessica Chastain killed it. I thought. I agree a hundred percent. Annette O'Toole's character. Um, and uh, I mean, I, w- I will say, especially as as an adult, but they really only allude to this as an adult in the original miniseries. Mm-hmm. Way too hoary for me. I'm I'm serious, man. <laughs> I'm serious. We pointed this out when we were watching it the other day. She is literally all over neck deep in half of the guys in that group, and it's weird. Um, and if she's not making out with them or kissing them on the lips, they're giving her massages or their arms are around her. And I understand that in the book, there's a whole lot of sexual fucking tension no, going on. No, it's not even... I get that, it's, but it's, it's, it's weird, It's man. not even that. You're looking at it the wrong I'm way. Not. I think you have to truly understand the connection that these people have. Like, they're all... Uh, plutonically in love with each other. Like they don't, they don't love each other the way that. Hey, man, I love you guys. I love you. No, they, they are plutonically. I heard that. No <laughs> one's gonna know what that is that sound, but I heard that. <laughs> they are plutonically in love with each other because they share a connection deeper than any other people in the world. Listen, that's fine. It's still weird. Uh, <laughs> it's well, still weird. And then you got to consider in the novel, first of all, there's the the twelve year old uh, gangbang, yeah, yeah, which yep. you know, weird. Sort of, yeah, sort of the elephant in the room. Um, but then once they get back to Derry as adults, uh, Beverly and Bill end up having sex. Sure. Twice. Sure. Uh, and then she ends up by the end of the book realizing her connection she has with Ben. And then ends up with Ben for the long haul. So, Which, especially in the remake, can you blame her? Who Ben? I'm just saying. Fine, just <laughs> fine. <laughs> what is it about? He's got one of the most gravelly voices. Uh, it's not. It's not. Uh, you're looking at me like it's a. No, it's I'm, a man. Just... It's a man crush kind of. I guess I could say it's a man crush kind of thing. Oh, he's hot. <laughs> he's fine. No, he's like it's it's like uh it's like um Ethan Hawke in uh Daybreakers or Sinister. Almost where it sounds like his voice. Oh, you're talking is, about just his voice, yeah. Yeah, like it I get what you I know what you're saying. It 
I wish my voice was that it's gravelly. Dark, it's deep and mysterious. It's kind of like, it, it almost sounds like if he spoke a little louder, he would break the way my voice does, like mm-hmm. a little, like a prepubescent boy all the time. But he speaks softly, so it's, it's just like super deep and gravelly. And I'm like, damn, that sounds cool. I think he's also from, I think he's from New Zealand. New Zealand. I think you're right. So that might uh, that might lend itself to his... I, I, I have no idea. Anyway. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I, I do prefer, though, Jessica Chastain over an Endo 2. I do, I really too. Do. I, I do just too. think that her character, she has her whole um, love fling triangle dealio with, with uh, Ben and Bill still. Mm-hmm. But it seems way more normal, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like, it's way... It, it seems way more... Like in line as the as as believable. So Whereas, you're 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 viewing it from a from a, a the standpoint of what what is normal for these two movies though. There is nothing normal about the relationship of these seven people. Well, I There's get not. that. I guess I get that. So I, whereas I like Annette O'Toole's character in the original and and the way that you can kind of see the sort of unique relationship that she's got with everybody. She's I just a, I just think that uh, Jessica Chastain embodied the character more. That's fine. I'm still convinced that all the dudes in that in that miniseries were cucks. I'm just convinced of it. Why? <laughs> because they would all just take turns just watching each other fuck the person they love. That's all I'm saying. They <laughs> they not... would they would do that. Um, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> That's the bottom line. Okay. okay. Moving on to uh, Bill. Uh, Bill. Can I start with this one? Yeah. I actually prefer miniseries, Bill. Mm. I really do. Mm-hmm. I like James McAvoy a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know... Actually, you know what? He was actually, I think, fine for the remake. Mm-hmm. That being said, I like Weird Bill from the miniseries just a little bit more because he's just a little bit more neurotic. He's a little bit more... I believe that he was Jonathan Brandis growing up. You just love how his beautiful long locks are tied back with a piece of leather. I'll be honest with you. I did <laughs> notice that. <laughs> it's so like it's weird. It's strange. It's <laughs> weird. Um why do you first of all, why is your, okay? Why is your hair so long? I mean long hair is fine, but he has bangs. I'm actually convinced that he was made to look cuz didn't Stephen King have long hair at one point in time? Oh, a shit, ponytail. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. I think he might have. Hey, Jay. Yes, sir. Find out if Stephen King ever had a ponytail. That's <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a weird thing to look up. But if he did, the glasses, Stephen King wore those exact oh, same yeah, kind of glasses. Yeah. So if King did have a ponytail back in like the 80s, <laughs> I wonder if the miniseries was really just trying to emulate Stephen King back uh-huh. in the day. Because um, let's be honest, the character of Bill is Stephen King. Sure. For, uh, At know, least it's what he thinks he is. <laughs> well, no, Stephen King was always ridiculed for his endings suck. To, his endings of his books to not be good. Which I take, I take issue with that. We'll, we'll, well get I'm to just it. make sure, critically, make, make sure you bring that was. back up again. Um, critically, he always it, was though, as, and that was the character of Bill. All of his story endings sucked. So as, as far as Bill goes, um, I like James McAvoy a lot. I thought that he was much more. Uh, uh, convincing with the uh, having uh, acting with a stutter mm-hmm. i imagine difficult. would be incredibly difficult um james mcavoy did it very convincingly he did one of the things though that he didn't do very convincingly <clears throat> he did not always hide his accent 
I noticed it a lot in chapter two. Oh, really? Yeah. Usually There's, I'm better at picking up on I that noticed, than you I are. noticed it a lot. It wasn't glaring, but it was like the end of certain words or whatever. Okay. Or if he was talking really fast, there would be a word in the middle of things you would hear are a you, twang on or you would hear whatever. Are you sure it's not? No. Are, are you sure it wasn't his main accent? No, no. It was, it was his coming? British accent for sure, 100%. You think, you think so? Or whatever, wherever he's from. No, James, yeah. he's Scottish. Scottish, yeah. Uh, it was definitely his accent. You could just tell, like mm. when, because I'm used to hearing him talk with that accent. This is actually the first time I think I've ever heard him not talk with it. And I know the main accent that he's doing when he's doing it well. This is the first time you've heard him talk without what his without Scottish his, accent. Yeah, he yeah. usually doesn't. Most um, well, most of the roles you've seen him, him in are not Scottish. I know accents. him well. I know him mostly from the X Men franchise. That's an English accent. But he, but he's doing an accent. I guess is my point. It's a though. totally different accent. In though. this though, he's doing an American accent. Yeah. My point is, though, is I, I, I know what I'm hearing is not what he's supposed to be doing as the main accent. Okay. All right. that's, that's all I'm saying. I know that I can differentiate it. Well, that being said, I, I felt like <laughs> as far as uh, as far as the stutter goes, because that's I feel like that's incre- an incredibly difficult difficult thing to do convincingly, uh, James McAvoy really killed it. Like, I, he, I thought he was amazing. Uh, <laughs> Richard Thomas was a little corny with the way he did it. Mm-hmm. Like he would open his mouth really wide and just oh he was super like super corny the guy's not a great actor but <laughs> but but honestly though I feel as though because he or or he's a or he's the best actor ever <laughs> either I'm not sure which one it is but he um he was just convincing as a, the adult version of Bill to me he just really really was like I I, I like that character I yeah. really do yeah um let's move on to Ben. Uh, Ben? I prefer Ben 2019 all the way. Yeah, I feel like John Ritter... I love John Ritter. I do too. For the record. Uh, I don't feel like he was right for Ben. No. Um, he was... He, I, I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of weird. As far as like his, his personality compared to the novel, I feel like he was closer to the novel. Okay. But I still just was he liked... more of like a pretty boy in the novel? Like when he grew up to actually be like a like a chiseled, like good looking dude. <clears throat> like is that how he was in the novel? Uh, a pretty boy is that what well, you I mean, said? I mean, pretty boy is not maybe the right word, but he was like a he's very well off. He looks very affluent almost. Like not really. No, he would like he would always dress in. Uh, and this is what like John Ritter's look. I feel like was was a little more akin to the to the novel mm-hmm. because it was uh, in the novel if I'm not mistaken they would describe him as almost dressing with sort of a, a um western sensibility like he would wear he would wear blue jeans with a with a uh, button-down shirt a leather vest and uh engineer's boots okay right okay and that's pretty much exactly how John Ritter sure, sure. dressed in the in the miniseries. John Ritter also looked a lot like Al from Home Improvement too. <laughs> yeah, just putting I, that out there. I, but yeah, I I think that's the thing is like Ben was supposed to be just like absolutely, despite the fact that he was dressing like a, a guy who would be waiting tables at Lone Star Steakhouse. He <laughs> he was supposed to be just completely physically reformed and just yeah. dreamy as hell. And, and the weird... And, and, and Jay Ryan, is that his name? What's his name? Uh, yeah, Jay Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, that was Mission that accomplished. Was Mission accomplished. Well, the thing, <laughs> the thing is, though, is like, I, I seriously believe that they got into a fucking time machine. Dude. And, and and he is the, the, the young kid that played Ben yeah. in the, in chapter one mm-hmm. is him. 
like I know he looks completely differently, but there's like it's like his fucking bone structure Jer- or something Jer- is exactly. Jeremy Ray Taylor, by the way, was a, it's something about this. I don't know. I think what it's a, it is, but it's there's something about his face. As weird it's as this, magical. as weird as this sounds, <laughs> it's the spacing of his eyes. Is to it, me, is it, is it like when you like, when you look, yeah, there's something about like the way his features are placed on his face. I'm like, holy shit! Like, like he that looks, looks exactly yeah. like him. It's 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 I, weird, man. I feel like they did that spot on with everybody in this movie, except for uh, Sophia Lillis and Jessica Chastain. They they have some of the similar features. Yeah. I just feel like they didn't really nail that one as far as them looking exactly the same. Um, which no, is but fine. I, but it's, I still which believe. Is fine. It's but I still believe that. It's oh bad. yeah, it's fine. It's totally passable. But when you look at so uh, and and then the other one was uh, Jaden Martell who played uh, young Bill Denbro mm-hmm. and uh, James McAvoy. Yeah. I feel like they just got James McAvoy because they could get James McAvoy. Because you look at you maybe, look at you yeah. look at Jaden Martell, he was tall and lanky, and you That's would true. you would imagine that kid growing up to be like six one. I and, imagine and, if, and 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 James McAvoy is five seven. I would imagine I would imagine if James McAvoy's like like temperament could be put in the guy that plays Sheldon on The Big Bang Theory. <laughs> Like <laughs> maybe that's a bit of a stretch, but <laughs> I don't know who else I would. I don't know who I would. Cast yeah, I have a role, hard but... time thinking. Like we'll come back to this maybe next episode. We'll uh, we'll refan cast this. We'll refan cast it. Yeah. But uh, I I just uh, I like James McAvoy in the role. Mm-hmm. I just don't feel like like looking at Jaden Martell. I don't see him growing up to be James McAvoy because I would venture to guess that in even in chapter one, Jaden Martell was probably close to five seven already. Yeah, and he's always he's only he was like thirteen years old. He was only gonna yeah. go up from there. There's yeah. no way I, he's got to be now at least almost my height. What about the dude? What about the dude that plays? Think of him with like a bit of more of a comb over. Mm-hmm. But the dude that plays in uh, Modern Family and he was in Dawn of the Dead. I can't think of his name. Um, oh, uh, what's his name? Um, oh, uh, Ty Burrell. Yeah, what he's about, too old. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Well, he's in his, but he's, he's tall his... enough though. Picture him with a bit of a comb over. I could sort not a comb yeah. over, but like a side swipe hair through. I could sort of see it maybe. No. I don't know. That's a, we're not fan casting though. No. They... Um, <laughs> let's get to a character that we both loved though. Hmm. That was that we that we probably wouldn't change if we even did fan cast yeah. it. And that again is John Hader. John Hader. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Hader, uh, Bill Hader as uh, as um, Richie Tozer. Richie, I want to say Nikki. I mean that's not right. <laughs> um, that was Sandler. Um, yeah, Bill Hader as Richie was was probably the best casting in this entire movie. Again, I know I had my problems with him. I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted. Do you mean is, you're going off of looks and temp- personality and everything yeah. else? Yeah, I just think okay. that the way that his character was written was yeah. bad. But he was that character. Yeah. though. I think he was perfect for it. Mm-hmm. He was great. Oh my god, so good. Mm-hmm. And I'm it's I'm really happy to see Bill Hader in a big role like that yeah, too. Totally. He doesn't get cast very much at all. Yeah. And stuff. <laughs> so it's like for him to be in this was probably the casting of his fucking lifetime. Oh, honestly, yeah, for sure. Um, and like I said, I think that he killed it. It was the material that he was given that suffered. That's what I think. Well, um, and but hold on, he improved a lot. Sure. So the but he's ma- also the comedian of the group, so that's okay. 
I'm okay with that. But Which, you're saying he, his role suffered because of the material, but a lot of the material was his own because he was improving. But the, but the but the pacing of where his lines were supposed to be mm. are always going to come at the same place, though. That's yeah. after this, while this is happening. But he's only improving his lines, not not the placement of his lines. If right. that makes sense. Um, now that being said. I think that uh, Seth Green, who played the uh, original uh, Richie in part one, yeah. part one, mm-hmm. and then the guy that played Richie in part two, those two guys go well hand in hand together. Oh, Harry Anderson. Yeah. yeah, they go well together. I just don't think that they were as good as Richie in the new one. Well, the the, uh, the casting, too, for the part one and part two was kind of bad because you had Richie as a... No, this is, ba- this is based on the novel. No, I'm I'm thinking of just like completely just the visuals of of part one and part two. You've got Richie as a young, fiery redhead who grows up to be a. He and, sounds hot. And he's, <laughs> sounds hot. And he and he's and he's it, it, like extremely short. Going that to really, going he to, going to Harry a, Anderson, who's like six three, like fucking with, giraffe with brown hair. You know, that, that <laughs> well, he had red hair still, no. didn't he? No, it looked red to me. Nah, eh, okay, it's brown. Well, whatever. It's brown. He's a bit of a spaz of an actor too. Uh, I think that which which is which which fits the character. I feel but. like Harry Anderson did justice to the character of Richie Tozier because if you if you listen to the novel once again, <laughs> mm-hmm. like he's just he's. He uses his comedy and his voices, like he does impressions. And in in the in the movie, in chapter two, he's a stand-up comedian, Bill Hader. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in, in the, the book, in the original or in the miniseries, he's like a talk show host. Yeah, uh, he's a, a a radio personality. No, he's a late, he? he's a late night host. Oh, was he? Yeah. In the in in the book or the, in the in the it, miniseries in the miniseries okay yeah. well in the book he's a he's a, a disc jockey okay but he's famous for doing voices so it's different in every incarnation at least uh, yeah of what he actually does but uh, but his his personality I feel like in the miniseries was very very much like it was in the novel okay where he's he's kind of using uh, humor at super inappropriate times doing the crazy voices mm-hmm. uh, which. Bill Hader did that a little bit in. He did. I found it distracting. We've already talked about this. Yeah. I found it distracting, but that's just me. Yeah, there were certain parts like there was a. I I, I know there were a couple parts where he improvised that felt sort of weird and forced to me, like where he calls Pennywise a sloppy bitch at the end. Well, <laughs> that, was, that actually comes from something. Though. It does. It comes okay. from something that he. I think he used to call his friends sloppy yeah, bitches. Yeah. But it just. It was like. Uh, it was kind of cringy when it when you hear it in the context of the of the movie. Though, yeah. You know what I mean. Just, not not everything worked and landed the way that it was supposed to. Yeah. I guess is my point. Um, um, I don't know. I still like. I said. I still like him though as the character overall. Yeah. Uh, if, I'm, if I'm comparing the two. Who do we have left pick. for characters? Uh, we got three left. We got Mike. Uh, Mike. I definitely. Pr- I I preferred uh, Isaiah Mustafa. I agree. As Mike, I agree. Um, I liked what was what was the actor's name who played him in the original miniseries? Uh, it was. Um, I don't think it was. It was Tim Reed in the original miniseries. No, I'm pretty sure it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I liked I liked Tim Reed as as uh, and actually like going back and kind of looking at their mannerisms, like some of their uh, they're very similar. They were very similar. Yeah. Uh, I just overall I liked Isaiah Mustafa more. Um, I'm a big fan of Old Spice. 
Yes, so, as know. as am I. So <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I just thought he was good. I thought he was a little bit more believable. Again, I liked how um, we've already mentioned this, like how neurotic he was. I thought that was really good. Mm-hmm. Would have again wished for the drug habit, but um, <laughs> say that every day. Um, I would have I would have much rather have seen him deal with something like that. Though, yeah, this is my point. Um, yeah. That being said, I I found <laughs> that being said. I found both portrayals to be relatively annoying, quite frankly, as really? adults. But I liked the new one better. What was annoying about him? I just, just he's, he was because he was so kind of all over the place, and he was so kind of high strong about everything that was going on. Yeah, I, maybe annoying's not the, annoyed isn't the right, exactly right word for it, but you know. Well, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to put yourself. He's very in his... high strong, though. Yeah. Yeah. About everything going. Which on. makes sense. I mean, you, you come to understand basically he's he's he remembers everything from the past 27 years he remembers what happens to them when they were kids which is that's enough to make anybody kind of go nuts um i i liked in the miniseries this is i uh, this is not something from the book i don't think i suppose i have to listen to it again but the idea that mike actually went down after the big the big fight into the sewers by himself to retrieve those silver slugs that movie (laughs) <laughs> uh, I I got it. That def- is that not in the book? It definitely could not have happened in the book because one of my one of my favorite parts of the book is just how hopelessly lost they get in the tunnels underneath the the city. Okay. Because it's like a, it's a it's just this ridiculous maze sure. of tunnels everywhere, and that's it's like the that's, catacombs. Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of like that. Like you can get lost and you can die. They actually come across some bodies and stuff that are are, are down there because they were lost. So uh, the idea of him going down and retrieving those silver slugs is not possible as far as the novel goes. But I kind of like the idea that he did it in part one. I thought mm-hmm. that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, who's uh, last? Who's uh, uh, let, this one can be real quick. Who played Stanley better as an adult? Well, you skipped Eddie too. No, he's last. Oh, okay. Who died better though? <laughs> Which Stanley died better? <laughs> That's pretty much where this goes. <laughs> um, which Stanley died better? They're um, both very similar, in all fairness. They are, and uh, there was a part of me. So there was uh, in the novel. Obviously, Stanley kills himself. He's like he's 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 too uh it, I, I i'm gonna say this to you and you're not gonna understand what it means but he's too offended by the by the existence of it mm-hmm. because it defies all logic sure it's not so like he is afraid but it's more so that he's offended that it even exists because he's a very logical person and the idea of it and being in existence is can't. just completely Against all logic. Whereas in the new movie, he was just too afraid and knew he couldn't stand up to it. So he. I, I kind of like the spin that they put because, you know, it, it, Stanley gets a bum rap in the novel and in the first uh, the first part of the miniseries because it just comes across as though he's a coward, you know, like he couldn't go back to face it. So he just slits his wrist and, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get it. I, I like that part in the novel. It's very intense, but like. The idea that they took uh, the character played by uh, Andy Bean. They gave his death purpose. Exactly. Like, he, he sends that letter out at the end of the story and he so says... I didn't expect that at all. Yeah, was, I, I, I did not expect I, that I did kind of like it. I, I liked it. He said, uh, he said, I knew that I 
didn't have what it took to face it and but I knew that if the circle was fractured that we would never be able to take it on mm-hmm. so I took myself off the table it was it was a very that the ending of 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 it chapter two was to me it was a very like Shawshank redemption type moment like Andy got his letter <laughs> after all was said and done he defeated the monster and he read from his friend Stanley. <laughs> Who killed himself in the bathtub? <laughs> Morgan Freeman, like doing his, <laughs> his narration of it. Except for you said Andy got his letter, and there is no well, Andy. Andy's in in Shawshank. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Andy. I was thinking Andy. Oh, Bean. Andy Bean is the name of the actor that played him. So I guess I can see your confusion. Uh, no, right. I, I, yeah, I, I, I liked, I liked him. I liked the angle that they took with that. With yeah, that I, I, do, so. I do too, actually. Uh, last character, and then we can uh, wrap this up here. Uh, Eddie. Kasbrick. Well, it's not the last character. We should probably discuss Skarsgård and Curry. Oh, shit, you're right. Yeah, good call. <laughs> we'll save them for last then. Uh, Eddie, though, real quick. This one's tough for me. It's not for me. Um, rewatching part two of the miniseries yesterday, I forgot just how much I liked his character. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like he... Im- I feel like as far as staying true to the novel... Uh, the who's the original actor from the miniseries? Um, that is Eddie, 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 Eddie. Nope, that's Eddie H. 12. Where's he at? Uh, wow, Dennis he's, Christopher. He's really far down on the <laughs> he's he's high up in mine. Dennis Christopher played Eddie Kasbrick. Oh, there he is. Uh, Dennis Christopher. I feel as far as staying true to the novel, I felt like Dennis Christopher was better. I, I and like I said, watching part two of the miniseries last night, I forgot just how how much I liked his character. Yeah, I I agree with you. I I like I like uh, part one or part two Eddie way better than chapter two Eddie. Actually, I didn't like chapter two Eddie at all. I did. Mm. He, I, did he didn't really do anything for me. I did, but that's uh, so that was uh, James Ranson. He uh, I saw an interview with him where they asked uh, some of the actors. I think it was him and uh, Bill Hader, James uh-huh. James Heater. <laughs> Is that his name? John Heater. John Heater. <laughs> uh, Bill Hader and uh, Isaiah Mustafa. They said, did you guys base your character off of the novel or off of uh, chapter one, the kids in chapter one? And you mean, I think, you mean uh, part one? Uh, no, chapter oh, okay, one. Okay, oh, the kids, um, kids in chapter one, okay. They, uh, I think Bill Hader and Isaiah both, both said... Uh, you know, it was kind of a mix of the two, and then James Ranson said, "I went fully off of Chapter One, mm-hmm. nothing from the novel. I just I tried to emulate this little kid from Chapter One." So that being said, I saw where he took the character, and I enjoyed it. I like there were a few good, which this seems this seems it seems weird in the context of a movie like this, but if you understand how these characters were really supposed to be as kids in the novel. It, there was a few good laughs in chapter two, and I think the biggest laughs, aside from, like, you know, Richie Tozier's supposed to be the comedian out of the group, but I think the biggest laughs actually came from Eddie. Uh-huh. And they were, in, they were in those moments where you weren't really supposed to be getting laughs, like where he got stabbed in the mouth by Henry <laughs> Bowers. Yeah. And, and he's and he's just like he's like sliding out of the bathroom, slipping on blood, and he's like, "It's like you should really cut that fucking mullet, man. It's been thirty years." 
<laughs> and then he comes out into the hallway and he just like slinks against the wall. He's like, Bowers is in my Bowers is in my hotel room. Like it's just that, was that supposed it, to be funny though? I think it was. Well, because if you look at uh, if you look at the other characters that he's played, he's just kind of playing himself. Like you remember him in Sinister. He was the oh yes he you're was, right yeah, yeah he was the uh, the deputy yep. like the sheriff's deputy who yep. came to the house and he was I always like watching Sinister I always thought that he had some sort of ulterior motive because he was kind of buddying up with uh, with um, Ethan, Ethan Hawke. Hawke's character mm-hmm. and he Signing he was all that, he was yeah. so like kind of screwy and neurotic like you thought that for some reason he had something weird about him but it it was just because that was who he was that was sure, the sure. character that he was. And I feel like this this guy as an actor, I haven't seen him in a ton of stuff, but I feel like he sort of takes that everywhere he goes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so that, that, that's just kind of him. That being said, man, it's fucking toss up for me. I don't I, I don't know if I can pick a, a better Eddie. I I like little wiener Eddie from part <laughs> one way better. I think that he just embodies the, that character. He's supposed to be afraid of everything. He's yeah. a mama's boy. Like he never really grew up because he never had a spine to grow up. Yeah. And I think that I think that the original part one Eddie is so much better. And it's, I kept picturing him as David Spade, and I really <laughs> wanted him to be David Spade. It's weird. It's weird to me that they took him. Uh, they changed his storyline in the miniseries, and instead of him growing up and marrying a woman that is exactly like his mother they made him a virgin instead um i you know what yes it's different right yeah because he, yeah, he's, he's a virgin in the in the remake i it's, no, no no not in the remake or in the miniseries the mini that's okay in the miniseries i thought it was weird but it it still is believable for his character mm-hmm. i didn't find that to be too offensive quite frankly you know i think not, that, not offensive i, I just think thought it was both i think that both um both destinations he gets to, whether it being he grows up to be a virgin or he grows up to marry somebody like his mother, mm-hmm. they're both the same type of person travels both roads. So I didn't find that too... It's true. <laughs> it's true. Either you're going to marry your mother or you're not going to get married and do anything at all. Like It's as simple as that. You know, um, I should know. It's um, But like my, po- my point is, though, is um, I, I didn't mind that at all and I actually thought that that... I like the idea of him marrying somebody like his mother over the fact that he was a mm-hmm. virgin. I didn't think that that killed his character or anything. No, like no, no. Also, I just did thought you know, it was interesting that they... Did that you they... know that in Chapter 2, the actress that played his mother in Chapter 1... Same actress. ...is the same actress yeah. that played his wife in uh-huh. Chapter 2? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I find that very funny. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's wrap it up here with uh, Pennywise. Pennywise. It's, you, I'm, I'm starting you with you. Say? I'm starting it's, with you. It's can you, can you pick? I don't. I can pick I, very, 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 very easily. All right, go for it. Um, I my love for this character, I don't so much wear it on my um, I don't so much wear it on my sleeve. You're speaking sorry. three feet yeah, sorry, from sorry. your microphone. I don't what so much. I don't so much wear it on my sleeve, as much as I wear it on my. Uh, <laughs> On my ankles. <laughs> you douche. Did you go out and buy those today? I've actually had these for about a week. <laughs> Mike has Tim Curry It socks right now. I do, and they're fantastic and <laughs> super comfortable. Um, no, I there. As much as I love Bill Skarsgård, mm-hmm. and I do, especially in Chapter One. Yeah. In Chapter Two, I, I, I'll be honest with you, he was in it so infrequently. Yeah. And then the end, it was all a different CG big character. Yeah. Like that literally just died because he got made fun of. <laughs> 
Um, Anticlimactic. It makes sense. I, it, I don't it know. It wasn't I don't the care. greatest thing I ever. I don't but... care if that's how it was in the book. They really no, no, could, no that's they... not how it was in the book at yeah, all. Say, then, 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 my, then, then it stands. The ending sucked on both movies. <laughs> um, it's true. But um, that being said, Tim Curry's Pennywise will never be touched. Mm. Um, as much as I, I love Bill Skarsgård in the first movie, mm-hmm. it's just not. It's not the same. Yeah. And I understand that that uh, Bill Skarsgård's Pennywise is closer to the Pennywise in the novel. I get that, especially in like the colors, color of his clothes, and all that kind of stuff. The way no, just... actually, Tim Curry's is. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Well, then, then, then this stands even more. I just mm-hmm. there's just something about Tim Curry's portrayal that is legendary, and it will never be beat. Mm. Like he's just he's the best. He's the absolute best. I have a I have a tough time with it. I uh, I. I have a special place in my heart for Tim Curry's Pennywise because I grew up watching it. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and our buddy Greg, we'd watch it at least once a year. Now what we're now what I'm doing with the novels, reading it once a year. No. Yeah, I it's it's really really hard for me to give that up. Uh, I I love Bill Skarsgård as Pennywise. Some of the things that he brought to the character, and some of the things that he can do physically as a as a as an actor, are amazing. Like the 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 smile that he does with his mouth, which he doesn't even have to like. That's just a natural thing he can do. The way he can move both of his eyes independently. It's so creepy. It's fucking. It's so messed up. I thought that was CG until <laughs> I read the article that he can just do it. It's like oh. <laughs> but at the same time, uh, Pennywise in the in the novel is much more. He's a he's a circus clown, mm-hmm. you know. Bill Skarsgård's Pennywise is a is a thing that you would never want to get close to. Yeah. Whereas Pennywise in the novel and Tim Curry's Pennywise is that clown that you're not sure about at first, but then he's just so happy go lucky that you might approach him. It sounds like you're picking right now. It yeah, I think. I think overall, I really love Bill Skarsgård's Penny Bill Skarsgård's Pennywise, but I think I'd go with Tim Curry's overall. Okay. Very last question until and then we wrap it up. Mm-hmm. And you only get a second to think about this gut reaction. It nineteen ninety or it late two thousands or late twenty tens. Come on, quick, 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 quick uh, gut gut ni- reaction. Nineteen ninety. I agree 100. Yeah. percent I think the original miniseries is just, is better. is as strong as the opening chapter of the remake is, because mm-hmm. chapter one's way better than chapter two in my mm-hmm. opinion. Um, as strong as it is, the the original miniseries is consistent through both, mm-hmm. and I just straight up like some of the characters better yeah. in the miniseries. It's you know even though it's not an exact representation of the novel, yeah, there's enough in it, and as we've learned more than we even remembered, yeah. Or you even remembered at least that was the same. It just works. Well, it's a better. It's it, it's a better adaptation. And one of the things about the the newer adaptation is that you almost have to know a lot about the novel to pick up on the references, yeah. which is that's kind of stupid, right? It's kind like of like I said, the book should not be a prerequisite to the movies. I mean, that's it, not it, the point of it. Uh, like in a way, it's made for fans of the novel, but at the same time, like. But it's made to stand on its own, though, too. Like it's there's, made to like be there's a part in the a new singular there's thing. A, there's a part in the new one where uh, Mike is with the Shakopee doing the uh, the smoke hole um, ritual, mm-hmm. 
And he says they showed me their they sh- they did their ancient rituals with me, and they fed me their sacred maturin. And if you're if you if you don't know what he's talking about, you just kind of like oh they gave him your sacred drink. But then if you're a fan of the novel, you realize that maturin is the turtle, mm-hmm. the turtle who in the novel is the arch enemy of it. Mm-hmm. The turtle literally threw up like vomited and created our entire universe. To me And that's such a deep cut. It is. So that when you see it as a fan you're like, "Oh shit, that's cool." But at the same time it's like but I you feel just kind of you just kind of peppered it in there like it was nothing at all, you But know I what feel I mean? as though it should be more like watch the movie and if you liked it and you want to learn more, read the book. It's yeah. further it's it's further information. Yeah. You don't you shouldn't need that though to enjoy the movie or to understand the movie. And that's the thing is like by them saying they fed me their sacred maturin, they've turned maturin into something completely different. Now it's a it's a drug that the Shakopee take to have this transcendental experience. Mm-hmm. you're completely separating it from the book at that point and making it into something different. Whereas if you just look at the miniseries, they give you a limited amount of information that might make you want to go to the novel to learn more. Yeah. Whereas the newer one takes things from the novel, references from the novel, and turns them into something completely different. Mm-hmm. So now if you go back and you read the novel, you're confused because you remember hearing things in the new adaptation that don't make any sense in the novel because sure. they've completely changed the meaning so of what it is. So what you're saying is the remake actually does a disservice. Sort of, yeah. Oh. I'm just I'm just figuring this out right now, but yeah, kind of, yeah. There's certain well, there things, you go. yeah. You learn things and on the, this, uh, this old Buzzkill podcast. Here. Well, and the, th- the the smoke hole ritual, the ritual of Chud, they changed everything in the new series. The smoke hole ritual is way different where I come from. <laughs> they, t- <laughs> this is this is all kind of coming to me, and it's making me like the newer ones less. <laughs> because it's it's best it's best to just leave it out of the story, sure, and let people go and figure it out for themselves in the novel, right? Mm-hmm. Instead, you put it into the story in the new adaptation, and you kind of bastardize it and turn it into something different. So yeah, totally miniseries all the way. Yeah, it's that's true. me. No, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to disagree with you because I agree. So, and also the fact that they they forget stuff at the end of the I, at the end of the miniseries, don't they go back to forgetting everything? We just watched it last night. Did how did they? we not? Did they? That's one part of the new movie that it did not like. Is everybody was making fun of Bill Denbro's books. Nobody likes the ending of your books. And then even Stephen King made a cameo in the movie. Yeah. And he makes fun of Bill Denbro for oh. not being able to write good yeah. good endings. Yeah. And that was all just a big fucking joke about how nobody likes the ending of Stephen King's books. But the ending of it is amazing because of how devastating it is. Because you had this group of people who were connected on the most basic level down all the way to their their soul mm-hmm. or the, this metaphysical connection that they had and at the end of it they all forget each other and it's devastating and that's what makes me keep going back and re-listening to it is I get to the end and I get so sad that they forgot each other that I have to go back and I have to re-experience their relationship when they all remembered each other. Nice. Alright, we gotta wrap this yeah. up here. I got one thing to add real quickly. Just It's super quick. Mindless Genius, one of our uh, one of our friends online here. Yeah. Uh, he had mentioned to you when you're reading the book, did you did you uh, recall the mention of Christine in the book. Yeah. And he always brought a smile to yours and his face. Yeah. Did you notice in the pawn shop, 
uh, in chapter two, mm. where Stephen King is the pawn shop owner, mm -hmm. there's a license plate above the desk that is the license plate from Christine. Oh, and then also he charges he charges Bill three hundred dollars, which is the cost of Christine in Christine. Yeah. So there you go. Cool. So they actually made that little Easter egg that you guys both loved actually made it into chapter two. Yeah. So there's a reason to like it. Very cool. If nothing else. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, that'll that'll do it for uh, the It chapter two and It part two of the miniseries. There's a ton of stuff that we missed, but uh, if you want to discuss more of it, hit us up on social media. You can find us on uh, Facebook. Instagram and SoundCloud at the Buzzkill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill PC. Once again, uh, thirty day free trial through Audible. Get a free book. It's uh, audibletrial.com/slash the Buzzkill Podcast. Please sign up for it. Uh, helps out the show more than you think. So uh, yeah, please do. Absolutely. If you want to find J Rod, you can find me on all social media at Ocean Recording, and also check out www.oceanrecordingstudio.com for all your fantastic audio needs. All right. All right, gentlemen, it is 1.22 in the morning on a <laughs> Tuesday. Um, let's go to bed. Not together, but separately in you, about you a got, half hour. You have a flight you can sleep on tomorrow. That's true, I do. Hey, Jay. Right. Hey, Jay. Hems. Yes? I'm going to California tomorrow. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> All right, everybody. Try and have a good night. Try and have a good flight.